Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. everybody welcome to another episode of morelia python radio we are back from the northeast carpet fest we're going to be talking about it all tonight about the great weekend um we're going to be joined by uh, a couple of our good friends this is zach Baez from dark side exotics and matt minatola from philly herpticulture but first 
I want to send out a big thanks to our very own Owen McIntyre for opening <laughs> up his home and hosting the 2015 Northeast Carpet Fest. Wow, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> it was a freaking blast. It was so cool. And I thought I'd never be sick of actually showing people the inside of my snake room. But by the end of the day, <laughs> I was I think I turned to someone and said, If I had to point out that that's an owl python one more goddamn time, I'm done. So but it was so much fun and it was so cool. And having everybody here running the auction went great. Uh, we with the, the fired up the grill fired great. There was tons, tons and tons and tons of food to the point where I'm not gonna need to go food shopping for like eons. You know, it, there's <laughs> there's enough food. There's enough food and alcohol in my house that I could probably run another small party out of it. Dear <laughs> God. Um, yeah, food was on point this year. I mean, it seems yeah. like, I mean, we've been doing this since 2012, um, you know, and it seems that every year uh, it, we just, we, we, we iron out the details and yep. I don't know if the, uh, the planets were aligned this year or I don't know what it was, but uh, just a good vibe and a good time and everything to seem to be firing on all cylinders. I mean, you know, the food was ready. Everybody brought food. I mean, good Lord. We had, uh, you know, lobsters and everything. Clams. Mike bought clams. Um, yeah. You know, um, it just, uh, oh, it's just crazy. Uh, just, just the amount of, of food and alcohol that was there. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried all day to uh, to get drunk on Saturday, but it just didn't seem to work. <laughs> you know, Jeez. it 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 seems to be like it, it, everything just fired correctly, and everything just went way better than expected. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, so tonight, um, we're trying something for the first time. Um, it's over on Facebook. It's the, uh, Morelia Python radio chat. Um, I don't know if people will use it tonight as much as they would say when a guest is on here and they want to necessarily, uh, you know, ask a question or something and they don't want to call in. Um, but we're going to try it. Um, we can't get and, the chat uh, going over on MP, so. The call-in number is what now? Yes, it is 347-215-7359. Um, let's, uh, let's get these guys clicked on. I'm, so, I'm sorry. We do. sorry. <laughs> what? My, my father just poked his head around the corner going, so what's going on? And then he just ran back upstairs. So I don't know what the hell he's trying to do. <laughs> Let or... me ask you a question. Let me Go ask ahead. you a question. Is, is his number a 484 area code? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. No, well, no, 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 no. Like, we're we gonna have Jim from right Morgantown. No, we do Jim not. from Morgantown is gonna drop some some knowledge on us. I'm sure. Is that you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's. <him. laughs> I I can hear you on different levels of the house, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I caught him off guard. Oh, he dropped. <laughs> speaking into the phone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hung up. He got oh, he scared. You made him nervous. Yeah, I did. It said sorry. So he may come back. <laughs> Probably one of my most favorite uh, memories of Carpet Fest was uh, being down at the bar doing picklebacks, which is. Oh, uh, my God. Those are horrible. It was horrible. horrible. They were awesome. <laughs> Those were fucking horrible. Oh, my God. Come on, Matt. They were awesome. Oh, God. First off, I despise pickles, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. You guys were just like, take this, take this, drink that, drink this. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. It's quite. Uh, there's still a Gatorade bottle of pickle juice sitting on. That's what that is. I didn't know what the hell that was sitting on the bar. But that is clearly a Gatorade bottle filled with pickle juice. Who left that here? We did. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here he is. He's back. Hold on. Jim's going to drop some knowledge for us. Jim from Morgantown. Here he is. Yes. Hi, Dad. Uh, hey, hey, what's going on? I'm sorry. I, uh, I dropped the phone and damn near threw it in the toilet there. My fault. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, You're quite the so, celebrity. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I don't think so. I just, uh, I just, I'm just a lonely guy that has uh, his own business and doesn't understand his kid. These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. So, how did you like Carpet Fest? You know, I want. I just want to say, I thought, uh, I thought everybody I met at Carpet Fest was just very outstanding and very nice, and uh, I enjoyed myself immensely and. Um, I just woke up. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> something, something, about, something, about, something about summer wheat beers in May. I, yeah, I, just don't, I don't know what, it is all, what it's all about, but, uh, you know, I thought nice. I only could have made some more deals, sold some more snakes if he'd have listened to me about the coupon and a two-for-one thing, but he wasn't doing yeah, it. Was yeah. Going on there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to make the announcement that any deals made with Jim and the snake room were null and void. Jesus Christ, son, it's a goddamn cash business. Get over it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. What about my coupon, man? There's no coupon. There are no coupons. Goddamn cash business. No I don't understand what's going on here. You know? There's no blue light special. There's no <laughs> free. You run the business for, for a profit. I know it's a horrifying thing to say, son, but that's the American way. Jesus Christ. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it was great. It was great. It was nice meeting a lot of people. I enjoyed everybody I met, and, uh, you know, uh, it was a good time, and I can't wait till next year because no matter where it is, I'm going to show up, but, you know, whatever. Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm still a little concerned about the shots and the pickle juice. I had no idea what that was all about, but whatever. Not you know? why. That was that just kind of happened. I, I wonder if by that, that time great, you had man. dropped your rum and coke three times. Stop it. I had. Yeah. <laughs> it's my car. Yeah, we've, I'll, uh, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do it. So. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's, not That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Owen had a trap door on his cup. Well, listen, listen, the Pittsburgh Steelers called. You're not returning punts this year because you can't hold on to a goddamn thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, hey, listen, you guys have a great show. So let me monopolize your time, okay? It was great. It was great at Carpet Fest. It was great meeting the people. And it was great uh, seeing everybody. And, uh, uh, you know, have a great time. All right. Good. All right. I'll see you. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. There we go. He, he arrived at the show, and he's walking around. He keeps pointing at people and goes, is this the guy you do the show with? I'm like, no. Is this the guy you do the show with? I'm like, no. So then finally, <laughs> and I'm like, that one there. The, the hobbit in the corner. That one. So, no. There you go. JFM dropping knowledge. He's dropping knowledge. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know. Any man, Zach and Matt are awful quiet, man. They're just kind of like they, really. We haven't clicked them on yet. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, they're on. They're live. They're oh, on. I didn't know I was on. Yeah, I didn't know I was oh, on yeah. either. Beak. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Who left the pickle juice? Can we can we get that's to the me. bottom of that? That's me. God damn it! The pickleback was pretty good. I, that I was good, it. man. I'm with you, Zach. Uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Although I like, I, I was looking up, and I think the version when you eat a pickle afterwards instead of the juice, I think that's probably be a better idea. I think I'd like that more. I hate pickles. I just, though. I, I just bought it because I thought I like whiskey straight, but um, I had it one night at a bar, and and I had a bunch of them, and and if anyone doesn't like whiskey, it, it goes down real smooth with the pickle juice. So I thought it'd be something cool, but Owen can't handle it. Boa breeders don't know what they're doing with pickle juice. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Wow! Uh, First two minutes in, <laughs> I saw I saw two experienced Borneo blood breeders put shy away from my monster this weekend. You guys ran from her. Oh uh, well. And then bolted. I I I haven't seen I haven't seen a, a red blood that wild since I seen like a crazy wild caught one. That that thing. <laughs> I'm gonna have my work. Lon didn't even recognize it. Lon was just know. Like, caught off guard, and I'm just like, oh, I got my hands full. So we'll, <laughs> I'm hoping I can do something with that. You know, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll calm it down. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you must be talent hooking it, or, or I don't know what you're doing. I, 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 I purchase it there. on the head and throw it. He's <laughs> got purchase. Yeah. yeah, you got a you got a perch in a 41 quit with with a blood. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, what you're doing down there. <laughs> that's what my phone uh, looks like. <laughs> that's awesome. It was so funny. Oh, Lon tried to go. Lon tried to go pick it up, but at that point, it was like it took a big shit. It was swimming its little swill. Yeah. Oh uh, my god, that was so funny. I'm just. Lon I'm was just like, never mind. I'm just glad yeah. Lon did it because it was his animal. So he was probably like, oh, you're probably just freaking it out. And I'm. I was <laughs> going to do it if you didn't do it, and and I would have just got nailed completely, probably, because that thing just shot up now. I haven't seen one just shoot around with its mouth open and wave like that for like two minutes in forever. It was it was going it was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, oh, see man. the thing the yeah. thing of it is is that Owen makes this pack when his animals when they come into his house. If mm. he talks bad about them on the show, then they don't do good. <laughs> they don't breathe. Yeah, you're no, right. They don't no breathe. I would just, they, I would assume they, you're going to keep it because everything in your room pretty much bites anyway. So that's probably what it that was. That is like, true. This thing's but... not going after me. <laughs> I got so. rid of a lot of the things that bit me, and now I just want to send her over to your place. This way, you can just like text me later to say like, Owen, your blood is like went absolutely ape shit on me today. <laughs> I mean, then yeah, I'll have I, some fun because then I I'm like, gonna... oh, yeah, I would know I'm a boa breeder. So. Yeah, that's true. This is true. 
<laughs> That's great. What kind of bow is you breeding this year, Owen? No, I don't know. <laughs> Rubber, rubber's insane. Rubber bows. Oh. Rubber bows. <laughs> Isn't that one we decided, like, throughout all of us, we're like, those are horrible. It's like, I think we all pretty much decided that rubber bows suck, but that's beyond me. It's a diminishing the Amazon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know why I have Rosie Sandbows written down in my book here, but I do for some reason. I don't. <laughs> do you want Rosies and Sandbows? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know why it's in my notes for tonight. It's kind of weird. You're supposed to pick wow. them up. You're probably going to pick them up from, for Owen from somebody. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You have to trade them up. Yeah, I got to. He wants to trade them up for like a whole couple racks full of Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> Doom rolls is like his, uh, you know, that's like the holy grail. Uh, yeah. That's like re- that's like retex for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So. <laughs> so what do you guys think of? Quickly. Uh, yeah. No. So where do you guys? What did you guys think of uh, Carva Fest? What about you, Zach? You've been to uh, two ones All before. What did you? Think? Uh, yeah, I haven't been to quite all of them. I missed the first one, but, um, I would, I would say that this carpet fest, I'm sure we probably say this every year, but I would say that this is the best one yet. I really do think, um, only, only because, I mean, the weather was perfect, the amount of food we had, you know, the amount of people who showed up, which is a lot more than we thought, you know, um, it was just, it was just a really good time. I mean, Eric didn't like die halfway through, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. He made it all the way through. Um, yeah. which I think it was probably a first. Uh, you know, a lot of guys stayed a lot later than usual. I mean, um, it was, it was, it was. I think it's because there was a lot more people that was closer. Like it was a closer location for a lot of folks, and I think that that allowed people to stay out later, or you know, or more people to come. Um, so that was pretty nice. I don't know. I was just, I, it was just so much fun, and, and the amount of different people, the the, the short tail guys coming, you know, Matt and Lon coming, and you know that was awesome, and 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 it's just, it was just more variety of people, which just like just a lot more than, you know, I would think that half of the folks have never been to Carpet Fest before, probably. So yeah, you know, it was just like a, almost like a totally new group, you know, and so it was just, ah man, we had so much fun. It was, it was, it was too much. It was just too much fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Matt? You're new yeah, to the uh, Carpet Fest. What did you think? Yeah, uh, I thought it was awesome, man. It was uh, it was it, the the food, the people, the time. It was definitely, I guess, what I expected and more. It was uh, a lot of fun. I I kind of wish I ran around a little bit more. Like I I talked to everyone for a little bit and said hi, and but I wish yeah, you kind of get in your spot and the people aren't there. You you kind of get locked into one thing. I think I was on the upstairs deck the most of the most of the time, and somewhere in the house and downstairs. But um, it was just a lot of fun, you know. Uh, talked a lot to Buddy, and and you know, talking to Bill. He flew all the way down. That was really cool. And uh, if there was any dull moments or not, even if you look over the side of the deck, you get to watch uh, Mike's kids ride down the hill in them carts, which was <laughs> at the same time. Oh uh, man, uh, we were like heart attack. The, the first couple times. The, the first couple times, like, oh, there's no one in there. And then eventually we're like, oh, there, there's people in there. And that was, and then eventually I think Mike was having them go down 
Like two, two, two of his kids go down in, in, in one car. It was crazy. But, um, <laughs> yeah. The, well, the the funny part is, I said I come over. I'm like, guys, those are my neighbors, and they go, really? I'm like, where do you think I had kids' cars hanging out in my backyard? <laughs> where did you think these came Man, yeah. from? Like, you know. It, it was, uh, yeah, that was great. That was definitely entertaining. But the whole thing was awesome. Um. The auction was especially fun. I only wish there could have been more things to auction because that was hilarious, and it seemed like everyone had a good time. And uh, I mean, like, did you, is that the most? Is that the most you guys ever raised? That was seemed like a pretty good chunk of change. I want to yeah, say that most, but I think we raised more when we gave it to Rico because when with that one, I mean, we had the pair of diamonds, the pair of rough scales, and I know those yeah. went pretty hefty price tags. Yeah, I think you might yeah, be right. Yeah, I, think, I think you might be right. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know because unlike smart people, we don't keep records from year to year. So, uh, <laughs> well, I think I think it was almost about the same amount. Yeah, because the diamonds didn't go for nearly as much as I thought they would, and the yeah. rough scales were like maybe twelve hundred, I think. That's mm-hmm. what they went and for. And everything, and yeah, and then everything else I remember was real low. I mean, people were buying stuff for like ten bucks. So, right, I think I got like, a, I got a jungle for ten bucks. <laughs> so yeah, right, nobody right, was buying know? it. We started the online stuff to prevent people coming to Carpet Fest with eighty dollars and running the gambit. So, right, uh, right, yeah, that was definitely. I think the uh, way the auction is being run now is is I think it's perfect. I think it's run perfect. You know, um, everything that was put up, a lot of stuff went over, you know, some of the prices, like, you know, $100 vouchers went for 110 120 bucks. Is like, that's pretty awesome, you know, so. Um, yeah. Everything I thought got pretty close. Um, you know, some things went over. So, yeah, that was, it was definitely uh, real cool. And that was just funny. I mean, <laughs> everyone, every auction took like, you know, five, like five to, to 20 minutes, depending on how, uh how much everyone was getting on Owen, pretty much. <laughs> so it was pretty fun. <laughs> but aren't I rem- getting on Owen all the time? So let's just, you know. <laughs> I can't remember what it was for, but I just remember laughing so hard I was in tears during the auction. I yeah, can't remember what was. It was involving Jamie. So. What was it? Yeah, yeah J- Jamie, was, Jamie was being, he was hilarious during the auction. He was cracking everybody up. He was just busting oh, yeah. out balls so bad during the auction. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Just... <laughs> oh, my God. People are monsters. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and then, so... like I said, the, I can't imagine how much food and beer you have left. I mean, it was just... Oh, my God. You couldn't you couldn't walk to the bathroom because your table was still full of food. Everything still tasted good, even though it was cold. I was just picking at everything. Every time I'd walk back and forth to, like, get a drink or go to the bathroom, it was, it was insane. Oh, yeah. Uh, it there's there's at least six or seven like lobster tails and pairs of claws in my freezer. Um, there are four cases of beer that are underneath the bar because I don't have any room in any of my refrigerators for any more beer. Eric left enough roast beef to choke a horse. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And 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 uh, Scott made enough pasta salad that I could probably ration it and have enough for next carpet fest. <laughs> I mean, there is a crap ton of food, and um, it's 
it's just you know like, like today um today i just fired up the grill and cooked the remaining remaining burgers that we had here so yeah awesome so go. far <laughs> nice was there was there any chicken left or was that gone i i I hid some. <laughs> My man. There was like, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to put stuff away, and I'm like, there are two chicken breasts left in the fridge. You go in the container. So yeah, those they're they're here. They're still here, and that was delicious. Yeah, I oh, think man. I think next year I'm gonna have to go up to thirty pounds because that thing went quick. I was gonna say I think I ate five pounds of that easy. I, that's <laughs> what I was eating most. That, that was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll I'm tell you what sure, though. Like, I'll, I'll trade the uh, recipe for conjo. I already said that, so let me uh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, man. The recipe for conjos? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah there you go, Zach. Well, All right. I like how you roll. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll just go over the, uh, you know, we headed up, me, Zach, and um, headed up on Friday night and uh yeah. you know to get things together and and whatnot i think that night i was more drunk than i was on saturday um i think i only had two beers though <laughs> i don't understand um yeah we were hungry that's why we were running on empty stomach. yeah we, we didn't eat till later yeah and uh you know we just chilled which is always a good time and then uh uh um we uh <laughs> I don't know if I should mention that or not. <laughs> Sack with the big chimp balls. <laughs> let's, let's not, even though we all know what we're talking about. So, Okay. Very okay. good. Pretty I'll be much. good. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, everything was pretty cool. We woke up uh, Saturday, made some breakfast, got shit together. I don't know. It just seemed to roll. Uh, people started rolling in. We had food on the on the grill. Um, you know, I don't think I saw you at all, Owen, until the auction. And and usually we do that a lot earlier, but um, yeah, but we we kind of didn't. I don't know. Even, this year like, was like, yeah. I the 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 thing is that I was bouncing around, you know, uh, telling people where to go, what to do, drinking this, uh, constant people going through the snake room. So <laughs> it, I was pretty much moving around all over the place, but um. Uh, yeah, I don't like I said, like I don't think I saw you till the auction and that was one of those, you know, moments there, so but and uh I kinda like how we did it a little bit on the later side. Worked out well. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. And like I said, the weather was perfect. Um it was pretty oh, yeah. cool to uh hang out with uh uh to be able to chill with Bill. Um he's an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh God! Yeah, shower and Bill, Bill's in my house. I'm like, oh hi, Bill. What are you doing here? So it's you know, it was really cool I to think... have him there. I'm wearing his t-shirt right now. So <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot to grab one of those. Um, <clears throat> the one thing that I would say is like uh, going pre-carpet fest. You know, I, I, you guys know that I was stressed out about bullshit that's going on and. You know, mm-hmm. just being and doing this pod class weekly, you sort of have to like put yourself in 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 the middle of things sometimes, and you know it can get it can get very uh, disheartening at uh, at some points. But when you go to something like this and you hang out with people, 
and you get to talk to them and I, I don't know, it just, it gets you excited again, you know, uh, gets you excited about the people and, and the hobby and the, you know, just, just pumped up overall and, you know, wanting to, to be a part of the community. And, and, and I, and there was things that, uh, you know, we didn't agree on with people there, but the, you know, the, I, just the conversations that we had were, you know, were awesome. And, and then uh, it was good to talk about things other than snakes, you know, um, me and, uh, Jamie, uh, we're talking music for a while, um, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we're both guitar geeks. I think he's a little more than me. I didn't, I didn't think there was anybody mm-hmm. that was more of a geek about guitars than me, but, uh, apparently he has like this, uh, almost savant way of knowing every piece of equipment and what it does. And, oh man, it's just, it was nuts. But, uh, that, that was really cool. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know how you guys felt, but you know, I felt pumped up. I got to talk to, um, to buddy for a while. Um, cause he's, he's in a similar position and, uh, I kind of, uh, look up to him and bill, you know, it's kind of like, uh, they're kind of, they've been doing this a lot longer than I have. And, and I always admire the way that they just kind of keep their cool and, and kind of keep out of, keep out of nonsense and if something gets too mm-hmm. out of line they just kind of say their piece and, and and roll out but the the biggest thing that i took from him after we i think man we must have talked for close to an hour but uh biggest look i thing i took from him was he said that uh don't let others define what the hobby is to you you know and that was that was pretty pretty awesome mm-hmm. um, so i don't know what about you guys yeah. what you know how was uh did you did you hook with hook up with somebody that you didn't think you would like? I saw it was pretty cool that the uh, you know that Matt and Lon came up, and I think that um, you know everybody was into like into short tails <laughs> and blunts. They were going nuts, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it uh, seemed who, like a lot who, of people who, had some interest when they were asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Your, your sales are going to be up, yeah. or at least you're going to have a lot of cool carpets yeah. or conjures this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of good tricks. Yeah, me, 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 and Bill are already uh, we're we're already swapping some stuff, so uh, that's pretty cool. It seems like Bill kind of jumped in. He uh, took all the Borneos in the auction, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, like I said, I wish I bounced around a little bit more in like unfamiliar territory, but like I hung with. Of course, Lon a lot, and then uh, you know Jamie. I've been I've been talking to him at shows, and I, I wind up talking with him a lot, and you know just bouncing around. And I, I talk with Buddy and Bill a good amount, and that kind of stuff. I, but it, it was a lot of fun, and uh, just talking with Buddy again and Bill, and like you said, they have a. It doesn't seem like anything can bother them. <laughs> it's it's yeah. they, just, they just seem so laid back, and and they seem to have a real positive spin on everything and ha- have something good to say with how you should, you know, oh, this is how I would handle it. And you just walk away saying, yeah, it's a pretty good idea. So like you said, I, I heard you talking to buddy for a while. I heard some of the things he was saying and it was a uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, it's the importance that I think that the Carpet Fest has now become. I think it's become a very important part of the community in and of itself because, you know, things things are said at Carpet Fest that aren't said online. Things are said at Carpet Fest that, you know, aren't talked about publicly or whatever, you know. It's almost like 
you know, everybody gets a, cons- uh, you know, we'll come together with a problem and we'll get a consensus of that problem at Carpet Fest lots of times, you know. Like, oh, this is happening this year. What's what's up with this? Oh, well, this is the way I feel about it. Oh, this is the way I feel about it, too. All right, then, is everybody in agreement with what, the way we feel about this? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, this is how we're going to handle it. You know, there's, you know, and, and that type of stuff you don't get online, you know. You don't get that type of um consensus really you know where people are open you know and then libations of course you know what i mean always kind of allow people to speak their mind and so you get a lot of people that have been dying to say something and finally have said it or you know who who have been wanting to talk about something and and feel like now that they're in a private place where they can talk to people one-on-one and they can they can do that and so i think that that's that's the reason why carpet fest is so important is that it's healthy for the community um, to get all that stuff out and to, you know, break bread with one another and, and, and that whole thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Stupid little beefs like, oh, I don't like Morris, you like Morris. Yeah, all that kind of just totally goes away and, and that doesn't matter and what you keep, what I keep, it just really does not matter. Um, it really just comes back to, you know, who who you're friends with or who I'm friends Like, it don't, it really doesn't matter when you're when you're breaking lobsters together, you know, it's just, not the same so, you know when you're doing picklebacks you know like it, yeah. it don't matter you know, it just doesn't matter it's just it's just silly it's, it's it puts everything into perspective and you know I, I it's it's almost like a Tinley's the same way you know Tinley's kind of the same way it's not really as much because it's the whole Tinley you know it's 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 crazy it's 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 too hectic to really sit down and talk to one another but you know, um, but even that, you know, every time I leave a Tinley or any any time I leave Carpet Fest, I always feel, you know, revved up and enthused about what I love, you know, because sometimes you get in this rut, the drama on Facebook, you know, the only way most of us communicate with each other is through Facebook and through online and things are said that, that a lot of people don't mean or you may have taken something some, some other way or whatever, or it just gets too, it's just you're tired of it and you just stay on Facebook for a while. Well, guess what? That's your connection to community that you're no longer a part of. And so when these events happen, you get to reconnect and that's, I mean, that's a big thing. People that, are, I mean, people came here that weren't on Facebook, you know what I mean? We met quite a few yeah. guys. They're like, oh, I, I barely go on Facebook. Uh, I'm not on there or whatever. And you're like, okay, cool. And that means I would have never talked to you if we never, we both didn't come here, you know? we I would have made this connection. And so that's why, like, I, I try to tell people, I'm like, you know, there, I mean, there is an excuse for not coming, but really, if you were doing anything else but not there on that day for whatever reason, because you were too shy or get over it and get there, you have to, it's, it's, I think it's important. It really is important. It's worth every penny it takes you to get out there. Worth it, it's worth your time. I mean, it's just, it's just a really great time. I mean, you're good. You'll come out of there. It may cost you more money. Cause I'll tell you what, I came home and I'm like, Oh man, I gotta buy that new rack. I've been I've been waiting on you know, because <laughs> you get all hyped up. You like you wanna, you just wanna continue to chase that kind of that goal that you have. You know, coming out of the carpet fest. And that's 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 the key. It's positive. It's a hundred percent positive. There's nothing negative about it. Hundred percent positive. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I always try to uh, to to put positive spins on things and I try to surround myself with positive people and it's not always easy to do, you know, um, I see like, you know, Matt, just for you, I see how you are in the, uh, you know, in, in, in the short tail world and, and you're kind of that same kind of guy. I think I hear a lot of like feedback from other people about how they say that, you know, 
you, you, you put your two cents in when, when need be, but for the most part, you, 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 you're drama free and, uh, you know, you're there to, to educate people and help people and, and, you know, uh, build buddies like that. And I think, I don't know, I think, I think most of the, everybody that I was there and talked to, um, I think they're on the same page, you know, it's not all that bullshit is, is kind of put to the side and, mm-hmm. you know, you're there to, uh, to just geek out about what you, you really dig. I mean, come on, man. You know, th- like, I think the difference with Tinley is, is that you're so geared to sell snakes, you know, or show off your, your stuff that you, you've been working on for years or, or however long, um, that you've been doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you're really focused on that with, with carpet fest, the idea is you're kind of just, you're just chilling, man. You're just talking to people and the conversation can go, you know, wherever the conversation goes, maybe you talk about snakes, maybe talk about something else, but, um, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I don't know. That's one of the, uh, the added benefits to, uh, to hanging out with people because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm out with my family, <laughs> or my friends outside of the snake world, they don't want to hear about snakes. You know, they're like, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, you're, you're definitely right about that. Like I do like the after the big show after atmosphere. It's it's not quite as like intimate, I guess you could say. Um, it's it's more party time, but you do get to do things. And we used to, uh, I used to go to Daytona back when it was a lot better. Like, um, mm-hmm. gonna say like the oh five, maybe oh four to two thousand nine stretch. Uh, people from the Blood Pythons Forum used to get together. We did it a few years, and it was only. I think it only lasted a few years we did it, but it was 10, 15, maybe 20 people sometimes. And it was just mm-hmm. at the end of the night, but even just that was a lot better. It's, it's, you're putting faces to the people you talk to on the forum and, you know, you, you start talking about life. You're getting more into just, you know, you're talking about snakes, you're talking about life. It's not just about sales. And it, it was just, it was a good thing. And, and I think even people that might not have loved each other on the forum, no one fought and you might've met that person and realized, it's just petty why I might not like that person or feel that way about that person, you know? So Carpet Fest is definitely cool for that. It's so cool that I'm copying off you somewhat, not doing a blood fest. I'm just doing a small barbecue at my house, which I invited all you guys to, to, uh, just for some reptile breeders. Most of them are people I know from short tales. I invited people that I know ain't going to make it. I just threw them an invite anyway. Um, don't expect them to fly down not like a lot of other people did. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a cool idea. And I'll, I'm sure I'm going to be at every, at least Northeast Carpet Fest, maybe make some other ones. And hopefully it catches on with other just reptile people in general. And uh, if there's a little something else to do, you, you know, it's easy to get people to get together for reptile shows because you're, you're making money. I'd say what you guys do is awesome because it's hard to get people to come out, drive three, four hours away, fly in. For mm-hmm. to go, uh, you're going. I've told people are like, wow, you, you, a guy from Texas flew in. Guys from Maryland are driving all, you know, three, four hours away to go to a, a barbecue with a bunch of other breeders. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, it's it's cool. And people, even, like you know, outsiders even go, I don't know, man, I don't know if I would do that. So it, it's cool that you're turning out of like that, and that you've got. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other carpet fests, so it's it's catching on, and hopefully they're just as big and. Like I said, I, I don't think I'll be able to make any of them this year, but maybe next year, uh, excuse me, maybe next year I'll be able to make some more. And hopefully 
they're going to be Python Fest or uh, Short Path Fest. Who knows? You know, in, in the making, and <laughs> and it could be it could be fun. It could be fun. And like I said, I think it was a really really cool thing you guys did. And the other person, I mean, the other cool thing is, yeah, at a reptile show, you're there to sell snakes, but I would imagine most of the time you're going to be at one of the breeders' houses and you get to see somebody's collection up close and personal. And seeing Owen's collection is pretty awesome, and I'm sure everyone else can agree because he has damn near every python. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. You're going to see a lot of things you don't get to commonly see, you know. So it, it was definitely cool. Yeah, yeah, Owen, you do have quite uh, quite the collection of uh, you. pythons. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I said pythons. I meant I meant boa. I'm sorry. My <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, there it is. You had a few Pythons. It was a shitload oh, man. of colors. For, for, for a moment, Matt was nice. So I'm uh, <laughs> glad that's over. We can get back yeah. to our lives. Um, <laughs> the only Pythons I've seen were a bunch of Royals. That's all I've seen. A bunch of Royals. Oh, uh, uh, fighting words. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm also kind of glad that uh, I, I know that everybody got to see all the animals or most of the animals in the snake room. And uh, uh, I know uh, Romulus pretty much was outside of his cage for like two hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I handed him off to Zach and then I lost him for, you know, God knows <laughs> I kept long. on him. Don't worry. I was on I, I him and Dra- I saw him and Zach drinking and eating chicken, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah I saw that picture. Yeah. Um, I think I'm Romulus sure. had a couple shots. Yeah, you might have. That's why he's loopy. But um, I'm pretty sure I'm like, <laughs> I told you guys beforehand, I'm like, don't let anybody steal my stuff. Also, don't steal my stuff, guys. So it's like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was nice to have everybody here. And it was nice to have everybody, you know, all the stuff moving around. I mean, uh, just the interactions between everybody. There was some hilarious stuff going on. I mean, uh, Scott Borden shows up with sweet tea and sweet tea mixed with moonshine. And then we oh, realized yeah. that none of it is labeled. And I'm like, I am not going to get my curtain kid drunk off moonshine. We have to label it. <laughs> and then they get there, Mike and his kids, and Mike's wife, Allison, goes, well, we could have, you know, given them a drink or two, knocked them out, and made this day really fun. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so... It's, yeah. It was just there's there was, the day was just full of just laughs and just fun. But by the end of the day, I was so exhausted. I hit I hit my pillow, hit my bed. I slept and like apparently like Lon left before I woke up. I mean a bunch of stuff had been moving on, going on before I even got out of my room. And uh, it wasn't even over with just uh, Saturday. <laughs> so yeah. We have uh, we have our good friend Bill uh, on the line here. What's hey, up, Bill? guys? How you doing? <laughs> what a party! Oh man, was <laughs> it? I I woke up the next morning feeling probably how Zach looked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! What does that even mean? <laughs> I think you know how you want it, man. <laughs> I, let me tell you what happened. I left that party at, at like three o'clock in the morning and I drove to my hotel room and I set my alarm for like eight o'clock in the morning. Cause that's when my flight, my flight took off at like 10 30 or 11. I got to turn, return the rental car and all that. 
So I get up at eight o'clock, just in, in a coma. I get in the shower, I get out, I start putting my clothes on, and I get an email from the airlines that says my flight has been delayed two and a half hours. Oh. Well, I was like, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> you get to fight ever for you. <laughs> right back in bed, man. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. So, what'd you was, think, uh, Bill? Man, it was incredible. You know, I got to Owen's house at noon on Saturday, three Brilliant. hours pre three hours pre and like before I know it, I mean, it's like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, time just, fly. Yeah. Man, just in a snap in an instant, it was, it was over. And, but uh, man, it was great. I I just got uh, started listening a few minutes ago, but yeah, you guys talked about the people, the food and um, man, it just, it, I don't see how it could have been any better. The weather, Owen's new place. Man, just all the stars lined up. It seemed like. Yeah. <clears throat> so when's the uh, the Condro Fest? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs to be soon. <laughs> the, pro- the the problem is is all the actions on the East Coast. Figured, yeah, I, I figured right. that out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I true. figured that out, but uh, that's okay. I don't mind traveling. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, I was I was glad that you made it out because you know like I said it's cool you know to hang out to talk and you know just to uh, to to get to to talk to people and get their get their opinions on things and uh, how they feel about it it's it's just a it's just a better atmosphere because you know like Zach said earlier you, you try to get your point across sometimes online and it really doesn't maybe come across the way you want it to or maybe you know people take it a different way but. I, I figured know. that out. At, I figured that out at ICAS, Eric. You know, that was the first time mm-hmm. I kind of ventured away from home, and I got to meet and talk in person to the people that I'd known for some of them a decade, and had never met them in person. Just knew, knew them forums online or whatever. But once you go and you do it once, and you figure out in just a few hours how you can really solidify those relationships with those people, it's you know, and then and then you're just hooked, and that's kind of what Carpet Fest was for me. You know, for a lot of people uh, up there that I've just known my primarily uh, online or in reptile communities. So I'd encourage people to do it. It's worth uh, it's worth the two days. You know, it's all it is. It's two days out of your life, and it's a few hundred bucks to get there. And you know, man, just do it. It's mm-hmm. the price of a jag. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, right. a jag. The jag. <laughs> it's the price yeah. of one cage. One cage. Yeah. Right. Right. And, you know, that that's my argument to a lot of people. It's like, you know, they, they don't mind dropping 500 bucks on a snake, but 500 bucks on a plane ticket to go meet other snake nerds? Nope. Too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. Even if even if you were looking at it from the aspect of, you know, you're, let's say you're approaching this as a business type of thing. I mean, this is your chance to, mm. uh, you know, to mingle, to, to to put your name out there for people to meet you, oh. to put a name with a face, you know, and to solidify um, relationships to, yeah. You know, yeah. Network, man. You got to network, uh, especially in this. I mean, if nobody knows who you are, I was taught this a long, long time ago when I came into this, you know, Morelia world and, and Owen wanted to kill me. Um, I did. I did. <laughs> wanted you dead. It was, it was real simple. It's like you can have the nicest snakes in the world, but if people don't know you, they ain't buying a snake from you. You know, it's just that simple. Yeah. They're just not. You know, 
Because no. um, no. if, if they're spending high dollars, you know, somebody isn't going to hand over $5,000 to you if they don't know who the hell you are. You know, if you've never done business with people. And, and, and I don't know. I look at it as, as a kind of, uh, you know, investment that's kind of worth it uh, in the long in the long run, you know. Um, absolutely. Who knows? Absolutely. And, no, man, it's just, it's just, even though, I mean, I agree with that, but just getting to know the people, I mean, like, you know, I talked to, to Mike Curtin, certainly didn't know him or have the relationship that I have with, uh, you know, use Zach and Owen just from on, online stuff. But, you know, then I get to meet Mike Curtin and his family and, and not that it wasn't that I didn't like Mike Curtin. I just didn't know him. You know, right. and he brings this incredible family there and we just have a great time. And now I've been able to put all those things, those little pieces I've known about Mike for a long time. And now I'm able to just solidify it, put it all together and go, you know, man, he's got it going on. He's got great animals and a great family. I would have never, you know, just, it's just stuff like that. Mike, Mike sat down on top of a cooler and just started like shucking clams for everybody just out of the blue, he just sat down and started doing it. So yeah, and he's an awesome it was, guy. It was just he was happy. He was happy as can be just doing that. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah he, he awesome. bought a lot of the food. He bought a lot of the food too, right? He did a. I mean, he, he did. just sitting there. It seemed like he was just working, man, and he was having a good time. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, yep. he was popping clams open, doing all this stuff, and then they brought more clams that they cooked in the oven. So. And even then, there was yeah, still like, his, his, you know, there, there was his, a bunch, bunch of raw in your kitchen, hot. Yeah, it was hot. It was hot as hell in your kitchen, and his wife was in there just working and cooking the whole time. Like, it was yeah, definitely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just, just good people. Good people. Zach, did you tell him we uh, almost got arrested that night? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, 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 you, uh, you, you took a ride, you're, right? Well, you're you're, you're a professional. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if we want to throw that out there, you know. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> so so Bill tells me that <laughs> Bill tells me that he's got this uh, you know, challenger sitting outside. Say, whoa, whoa, what do you mean you have a challenger? Well apparently he rented one to get up to Carpet Fest, which I thought was a genius idea, because if you're gonna come, come and style, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ball, yeah. You know what <laughs> nice car. So, it was an upgrade. Damn it was nice a nice car. car. So I was like, oh, man, I want to check it out. So we, we went out there, popped the hood, took a look around. Like, oh, man. And then, of course, he goes, let's take it for a spin. I'm like, I don't know, man. We've been kind of, I don't know. I was a little <laughs> late. I don't know if we should go take it for a spin. Uh, you know, I was feeling was like good. You were feeling good, but I don't know. So fine, let's do it. Let's do it. Screw it. So we jump in. This guy practically peels out, peels out, of the, <laughs> out of the corner, out of the parking spot. Goes around the corner. We flying down those those little country roads. Oh my goodness! Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. We're like, yeah. like, wow, this thing got some kick. Oh, we had so much fun. And then was there we, no, we, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So then we we started slow. We I was like I was like all right all right. I'm like Bill, we got we got slow down, buddy. You know what I mean? Deer out here. This is Pennsylvania. And then all of a sudden, Bill touched me. He's like, Zach, stop being a pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost it. I was cracking. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best experience ever. So we, 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 he finally slows down because he understands that I'm kind of freaking out. He slows it down. 
we're cruising. All of a sudden, there's a guy like behind us, tailing us, like real close. I'm looking like, wow, he's like way too close. It's got to be a cop. It's got to be a cop. It's got to be a cop. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I couldn't really see. I'm like, we got to pull over. We got to pull over because just let him pass. Because if he stays behind us for long enough, he may just find us suspicious and pulls over anyway. So I said, let's just let's just pull over. And then finally, Bill pulls over. We see him turn. Yeah, it in fact was a cop. Oh my god, I was I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, he must have, he must have heard us flying up and down those streets. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. It was and wild. This, I was like, Bill, just take me home, man. This, this was two. I feel like Bill would have got his way out of a ticket. Yeah. I feel like Bill would have got his way out of a ticket. I think he could have talked his way out of it if he got. Yeah, it. yeah, I think, like yeah. That kind of. And you know what? And you know what? That's what Bill rap. said. He's like, Zach, don't worry. If they pull us over, I got this. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your experience has been with cops, but my experience has been a little bit different, Bill. I went in that. Uh, like, I, I bro, it's different. A, I, I was like, I, I don't know. I just wanted to spend another week in Pennsylvania. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, but we we had, we end up getting back, and you know, I parallel parked before him. You know, I used my little Philadelphia skills. I parallel parked that bad boy. Yeah, yeah, it was tight yeah. by that time. Yep, we, we put it to rest. We put it to rest, and uh, yeah, that was good. Counted count our blessings, and we went, went, went inside and drank more. Pretend like <laughs> nothing happened. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. Owen lives in the middle of nowhere, by the way. So. He does. Yeah. He does. like nothing yeah, going on. on. There's nothing around it. There's not a Wawa for miles. Yeah, which is quite nice. Yeah. But just, yeah. um, I know, uh, I, well, I have this story. So, <clears throat> the night, the first night we get there, Owen says, well, I tell him we're, we're trying to figure out sleeping spots. And, um, this is the first time. Well, first of all, I'm usually the young guy, but now I'm the old guy and I pull rank. I was like, man, I get to pull out my old guy card. And I was I like, well, bed. I'm taking I'm like, a bed. Right. <laughs> 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 so I get in this bed and, uh, you know, Mike's in the room with me. He's on the, uh, on the, on the mattress on like one of those air mattresses things and you can't move on this bed without it making <laughs> making a noise so i feel like i feel like the guy at the movie theater that's trying to open a bag of chips when it's like everything's real quiet and i'm like oh my god this house there's nothing in this house there's not a sound not a peep nothing and i'm like i just breathe and it's like <laughs> and, and anywhere i turned anywhere i moved I, oh man it was crazy i couldn't i couldn't get comfortable at all but I should have slept on the air mattress, but oh well. <laughs> that's funny though. Um, and then one of the uh, one of the people that I wanted to mention was uh, I, I'm I come in the inside into uh, Owen's uh, dining room, um, and I'm standing there, and there's Buddy, and he's talking to this guy. His name is uh, Matthew Moyle, and um, you know yeah. he's. He's got his phone out and he's showing pictures of carpets. Well, you start showing pictures of carpet pythons, I'm all in. You know, I mm. got my ears. I'm like, oh, what's this guy doing over here? You know, and he just fascinated the hell out of me, man. I, I told him he has to come on the show because he yeah. has so many Absolutely. backstories of things. Oh my God, the guy blew my mind. It was mind blown. I could, I, I, it was probably the best guy I talked to at the whole thing because he's telling me about, you know, carpets coming into the country and, you know, uh, mm. who bred what and, and back in the days when, you know, I mean, we, 
you know, when I was talking to him, one of the things that I took from, from him, the conversation was that, you know, today it's almost like, um, young herpers or people that are getting into it kind of take for granted, you know, something like a water python or an olive python, you know, or a walma or something like that. You know, back in the day, they, they didn't know how to breed this stuff. You know what I mean? They, they had no clue. And um, just to get it to, he was telling me that, you know, just to get it to copulate, you know, they, they'd go to like these little get togethers, uh, like uh, herp meetings or whatever. And, you know, one year they would be saying, oh, yeah, they locked up, you know, and I was like, oh, success. Yeah. And we get pissed off if like, you know, we have an 18 egg clutch and one of the eggs goes bad. I don't know. It just it really put things in perspective for me because, you know, I, I think like how much work that uh, that these species that we have is here uh how much work went into them and getting them here and getting to the level that we're at now. I, I, I don't know. It's, I think that, that we really should take a step back and make sure that we preserve those kind of things. And, and the biggest, the other thing is, is that he has a lot of stories that people need to know, you know, mm. and he told me that there, there'll be a time when he'll, he'll be able to come on and, and, uh, yeah. and, and talk to us. But, uh, you know, it was, it was just really about- good. I mean, you was talking to me about breeding the first set of olives outside of Australia. I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, that's, I'm like, I would like you to tell me everything because next year my, might be my first year with him. So it was uh, definitely cool to have him go through the stuff. So, I mean, my there was no internet. Is, my understanding is his collection's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an old school guy. He's not posting pictures on Facebook. He, I, you know, I don't know if he's involved in any forums. But um, John Martin told me that his collection is unbelievable. Yeah, he told me he works with uh, Antaresia. He, he he works with Bowes, Owen. So you know, <laughs> Rosie Bowes. Uh, said, That's why I wrote it down. No wonder he was there. No wonder yeah, he was Rosie. There. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and yeah, and the biggest honor for me was. Yeah, the biggest honor for me was is that he said that he loves the podcast. I mean here's an old school guy who I don't even know an ounce of what this guy knows or experienced. And and he's saying that he likes, likes the show and listens to it as he cleans shit every week. So you're, right. you're probably cleaning right. shit tomorrow or whatever, you know, Hey Matthew, <laughs> here's a shout out for you. You know, hey, Matthew. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He was ta- me and buddy were particularly interested in his uh, Antaresia prothensis. Um, we were, uh, wanting to, he says, why the hell you want that, man? <laughs> They're so small, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I don't know. He, he breeds, uh, annulated boas, uh, Therai, Agurnia. That's right up your alley. Uh, yeah. Zach. Yeah. Um, I talked to him for like a good, oh, I, it felt like two hours. I don't know. He came up to me. He's like, so you're the skink guy. I'm like, Oh, uh, yeah, that, I think that'd be me. Yeah. I, I, you know, and he was like, uh, so he was talking to me about Gurnia and his, and his Stokes uh, skanks and, you know, how he really wants Hosmeri and how, you know, he was talking about how he was breeding blue tongues back in the day. He had like a collection of over 50 of them and, you know, everything else. And he was one of the few people to have had success with them in the, in the States back in the day and all that. I mean, it was just like, wow, man, he has, you know, he was just going off about all the stuff he was doing and, 
all these experience exams, and I was like, oh, I could listen to this guy all day with this stuff. I mean, it was just, you know, that's, I think that's the kind of experience that we all hope to have. Yeah. You know, when we, yeah, when we go yeah, to when, events. Yeah, when you go to Carpet you know. Fest. That's right. Yeah. We, 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 we hope that we run into, you know, all these old school guys who are going to school us on everything we thought we knew, you know. And, and uh, so, you know, I, I asked them about, you know, parasite treatment and, and things like that. And because, you know, there's hundreds of different ways to treat your animal with panicure. I was like, well, how do you go about it? Well, you do it like this and this this. Say, well, somebody told me to do it this way. They're like, ah, oh, no, that's ridiculous. Why would you do it like that? I'm like, I don't know. It was somebody told me to do it. And so, like, it was really cool to get that a guy who's had, you know, all that experience to sit down and you could literally pick his brain for a while. I mean, that's what that was, what it was about. And he was picking my brain, too, you know. He, he sat to talk to me. So that was kind of cool, you know. I was like, oh, wow, all right. Well, let's talk, you know. Yeah, so <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was just, it was wild. I was like, well, how do you, first of all, how do you even know who I am? Oh, they shout you all the time on, on, on Eric's show. I'm like, okay. That's the NPR bump. <laughs> yeah, the NPR bump. We love that bump. Yeah. But I, so, uh, yeah, it was just really funny, you know. It was just kind of like, kind of ironic, you know. It's just, it's just weird. It was just weird, but it, it, it was really cool. It was the whole experience was cool, and and you know, I was a little tipsy at that point, but I remember the <laughs> a lot. Little, I remember a lot. Little. I really did. <laughs> I do. I do enjoy it when Zach gets drunk because he gets more and more, you know, cliched, you know, Philly. And it's like his accent gets deeper. He starts getting all this stuff. <laughs> use out some, you know, different words. It, it, it's so much more enjoyable. So yeah, and I get, I get a little, bit, I get, I get a little bit more Hispanic. Like Moe's like, you know, yeah. dance moves, and and I get real cuddly. It's actually, um, yeah, I get, yeah, I get real affectionate. Yeah, I run to the family, but uh, no, we we had a. We had, <laughs> we had a good time though. I mean, we really did. I mean, I gotta tell you though, Bill, I was impressed, man. Bill could party. Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, I'm crazy. One night, drink that. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bill was no joke. I remember co- I went downstairs. I I think to plug my phone into the charger to the bar downstairs because most people were outside. I went downstairs. And there's Bill at the bar, opening up the Grey Goose, just chilling back. I'm like, Bill, what are you doing? He's like. <laughs> I'm just getting started, Zach. I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's cracking over the whole bottle of Grey Goose. I'm like, oh, it's about to get real. He's like, ah, it's just good times. <laughs> Owen got into the hard stuff before I did. I did. That's and sure. that ended poorly. <laughs> That's for sure. But Bill Bill gets there at 12 o'clock, right? And we all just kind of woke up because we were kind of up late that night, you know, the night before. Yeah. Bill comes in. He's like, he's like, uh, so, uh, Pass me a beer. I'm like, oh my god, is it kind of early for that? I was like, it's twelve o'clock, man. It's start. It's starting time. I'm like, oh man, here we go. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to twist your arm that hard, Zach. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. I was like, right, pass let's no go. Twisting. Yeah. But <laughs> that was too much fun. Oh, it was too much. But you know, no, I don't think anybody got sick. I don't think anybody overdrank. I think you know, we were all. No. I think because we, we were eating so much that you know it was good. You know, nobody. No man, it was the pickle juice. It was the yeah, pickle juice. Juice. <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna get thrown that's out until I get yeah, off the phone. That was, that was a good thing. Hydrate. I didn't see anyone. I didn't see anyone out of hand. You know, you always. I guess no. you gotta worry about that. You don't know how everybody parties. So uh, everybody seemed pretty good. I mean, I, I had to sober up eventually because I planned on driving home. I think I left. Yeah. I left at one forty. I left at one forty-five. It was about an hour and ten minute drive home, and then 
I got home tired as hell. And then I remembered I had feeders that day and I went to see, you know, I, do, I have all the hats from Borneo's. So I had to go mm. down there and drop like 70 hoppers in with the Borneo's at nighttime. And then set my oh, to wake up in the morning. To check <laughs> yeah, luck, luck, luckily, most things were already eating, so I didn't have to worry too much. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Since it was carpet fest, I guess it kept me in the spirits of like, I'm tired, but I should go feed my snake. Any other party, I think nope. I just went to bed. <laughs> the, these things I just talked about for like hours on end, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so I yep. think, yeah, that's what I wanted to come someday, but I think when I rolled over and finally closed my eyes, I think it was like 440. I was like, I was, and then uh, I woke up late. So it was just, an, uh, I couldn't imagine that long, much more of a drive. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday, you know what? Sunday was uh, it was a trip Sunday for sure, <laughs> no doubt about that. Hey guys, you know what Buddy did? I talked to Buddy the next day, and I said, "Man, uh-huh. Buddy left after I did." I said, "Man, you're you yeah. time you leave?" And he said, oh, "I left at like three. And he goes, "Well, I got home at at like five, and then yeah, so I slept in my car till nine. Yeah, oh, wow. that too. <laughs> I, I go, Buddy, you drove two hours." get all the way to your house and you pulled up in your driveway and instead of getting in your nice warm bed you slept in your car for four hours <laughs> Freaking yeah, party go, animal. Go, why in the fuck did you do that yeah. <laughs> part of the adventure yeah. that, that is not a legitimate excuse yeah he just he just didn't want it to end he just didn't want the night to end that's what it was jesus he got home. He was like, "Screw it! I don't want this night to end, even if this next four hours, you know." Real life begins when I go fine. in the house. <laughs> you gonna sleep in your car? That's fine. Sleep in your car in Owen's driveway, not your own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Floor in Owen's house. It's exactly. In the car. Yeah. And quite a few people did that, man. Quite a few people crashed, so you know it was oh, right. not a problem. Pick one of the younger guys out of an air mattress that Owen has in his house. You can do that. I'd <laughs> let you. Exactly. <laughs> I would give it up. Yeah, yeah but that, I mean, that was really funny. I tell you what, I was surprised. I, I even turned to Buddy. I was like, Buddy, you're still up? He's like, What's that supposed to mean, Zach? I'm like, I don't know, Buddy. I just didn't expect it. Like, I don't know. I just, you know, you know, Buddy's very calm. He doesn't get too excitable, but. He's got like, he's, he's a, he's a party, man. He could throw down for sure. Buddy looked like, like he was having a good time. Oh, yeah. Buddy's, yeah, Buddy had a great time. So I said my goodbyes to everybody uh, except for Owen. Owen, you were on the phone with Howard for I don't know how long. I, I yeah, talk he to caught me on the phone and then wouldn't let me leave. So. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, I think he Howard had maybe. remorse. He did. Howard was at Harvest Fest and was trying to live vicariously through me. So, like, I had to explain everything of where this went, how this went, where this was going. Uh, he was the one who told me to round up. He told me to round up everybody right now at 3 a.m. and make them clean the house. I'm like, nobody's going to do that right now. Everybody's <laughs> <half> dead. <laughs> that ain't nah. happening. So, um, but, yeah, he, uh, he kept me on the phone for a while because he said that he was he was on call. He wasn't able to make it. So, you know, one of those things where he still wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. The, uh, we, we, we glanced over, uh, one thing is, uh, usually people don't bring, uh, animals to uh carpet mm. fest, but, uh, Mr. Mike Curtin had no. to bring 
these specific animals just because uh, he just had to. I'm glad he did. He bred Ocelot Jag to Ocelot Jag, and the, the clutch that he got is just insane. Oh my mm -hmm. God! I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know who saw it, who didn't, but oh my God, it was just nuts. But the odds of of getting what he got, so he got. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he got no Lucy's. Yeah, I think it did. He had yep. 12, I think he had twelve eggs. Yep, he had twelve yep. eggs, no Lucy's, two non Jags, and ten Jags. All of them ocelot pattern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of them severely ocelotted. And one of the non-jags, one of the sibs, was heavily ocelotted as well. So yeah. Just, just incredible. Crazy. And, and, and Crazy. I would say that was my biggest regret of the day is I didn't even get to look at them. Terrible. You missed it, Zach. Yeah, you were cooking. <laughs> they were... They were. Gorgeous. I was cooking twenty pounds of chicken. You know what I mean. I was like, I couldn't get away from the grill, and 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 uh, you know, without potentially burning something. I was looking. I was trying to look. I was trying to act. And then I was. I was hoping to, you know, ask them to go look for look at them later. But then I got caught up with everything, and I was able to see them. But they looked good from afar. <laughs> they looked really good. <laughs> yeah, they had some crazy patterns on there. Crazy, crazy patterns. Yeah, they did. Um, but uh, Bill, now you're officially a uh, short-tailed python. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> no, are the, uh, Matt and Lon still on? Yeah, uh, Matt's I'm here. here. I don't think Lon ever called in. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, Lon didn't call, but Matt's still here. Yeah, you know, you're talking to Eric about just kind of, you know, you go to th something like Carpet Fest and just kind of refuels your, you know, your passion or, you know, you just kind of get caught up in the moment. And man, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> And that's, oh, and that's yeah. just kind of what happened. That's just kind of what happened to me. Um, but I had been eyeing your additions from afar for several months, so I, I knew what I was getting myself into, or I think I did or do. Those guys pay no attention to pay no attention to what Owen's uh, red blood was doing there. What you're getting from me and Lon aren't going to do that. I can tell you that. Hey, hey, I, I don't believe these guys, um, you know, <laughs> Bill. I I was told myself, being a young, impressionable person, that they would be settled in happy animals, but I don't know. <laughs> he, he, Owen, Owen got his from Lon, and it was a nice animal. I don't know <laughs> what, what, what Owen did to it. it. Yeah, <laughs> he just—I think he kept on slapping it, saying, "You're not a boa. You're not well, a boa." Yeah, yeah, I know. I kept, I, listen, <laughs> hey, Maddie, he's close, trying to not, yeah. it's so discriminated against. That's what it is. That's wrong. Maddie's trying to Maddie's trying to breed that thing to a rough scale. It's a problem. That's probably <laughs> it. Yeah, right. I I would not let my my sexy rough scale go near my angry slug of a blood python. So. See, that's it. You're calling him angry slug. I mean, just all that negative negativity, man. That's, that's the problem. The negativity. I try to tell him that. In all seriousness, you guys could not have represented, uh, you know, could not have better representation to have Matt and Lon there. Two guys, I mean, you know, yeah, it was, it, they're uh, short tail guys, but they both have, they both have carpets. 
and they're both Marilia fans. I, I try to picture myself going, you know, being the opposite, you know, maybe having a couple of short tails, but being mostly a Marilia guy and then going to one of their fests. It, be kind of I'd, I'd be intimidated it'd be hard um, a, a little bit but uh, those guys man they did awesome oh yeah yeah I, I was I was slightly worried but not really I mean I wasn't worried I was just like oh I wonder how we're going to be viewed but um I, that's the thing I with the guys that were there and, and it, you got everybody was so friendly so after the first two beers it was you know everything was normal you know just like talking like with anyone else that was twelve fifteen so, for me. Twelve fifteen, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're. I think you're the first one of the first people I seen when I walked in. Pretty besides that yeah. on the grill, I seen Bill standing yeah. there. So, well, I told you I was going to nab you because I needed some massive oh, yeah. knowledge, and I got well, it. Well, I was tied up at work today, but all week I'm going to give you the the history lesson on on some uh, sending you lots of pictures and info on uh, Borneos and, and everything else. So. Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, a lot of fun. But uh, and and that the what I'm looking at with your condors, man. That I'm fired up. I'm I'm excited, and I've been sitting there. I'm looking at your carpets, and then even I mean, like even your your ball python stuff, which is I know royal. Sorry, I don't want to bring royal. Yeah, yeah. Even your royals. Don't make Eric. Don't make Eric mute you. Yeah, well, yeah. Be fine. It's Owen. <laughs> uh, right, I am a frightening individual. So, <laughs> well, yeah, Bill. Right. Bill has uh, creme de la creme on all levels in his collection. You know, Congros, yeah. yeah, really carpets. Really you know what's kind of I'm bummed about? It's kind of you know the the royal bashing. Those days are kind of over. It's been really quiet. For the last year, you know, a couple of years ago, it seemed to really come to a head where, yeah. you know, it uh, yeah, just, it was. I, I was going to say, I think you should state that it was a, it was carpet fest Had a couple of, you know, everyone there has not just carpets. And I don't think I heard anybody just sitting there bashing ball pythons. Like you think you would hear at a reptile party if there were people not in the ball pythons. I didn't hear. There were a couple of cracks. There's always going to be that because people had ball pythons there, but no one focused on whining like the ball community's messing up this or well, like the ball crowd. You know, it was none of that. So that was that was a positive. You know, two years ago it would it would have, and I always yep. I always relished it when it happened. I I enjoyed it. You know, and it's kind of boring now that it that seems to be passing. you you like that you like the give and take of sticking up for ball pythons or uh, oh man i man i love it i love it yeah you know uh i i don't know one of the things when i was talking to buddy is you know um putting you know me and owen being in in a position where i that we're kind of the voice of the of the community you know uh we're the only podcast for Morelia. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. other people could start one if they wanted to, but you know, at, at this moment we're, we're the ones that are kind of, kind of the voice and you have new people coming in. And I think I remember early on, um, me and Owen used to do that. Um, and I don't, I think at one point it just, I, I think I heard it on another podcast and, um, you know, he had a picture of a ball Python on a toilet and I was like, you know what? 
that's just that's enough, man. I just I, mm. it, you, you heard it, and it was like I I just can't I can't be a part of that negativity, man. Because somebody new is coming into this, and they're gonna if I was new coming into that, and that's what was going on, I'd be like, what the hell, you know? Um, I think I get more mad. <laughs> I get more mad at the some of the Morelia people. Um, for what goes on lately as opposed to the ball people because at least they're straight <laughs> you know they tell you that this is mm. what they're doing you know uh, some some of the other people mm. they uh it seems that they're a little bit hypocritical in my eyes not that there's anything wrong with uh some of the positions that they're taking because to each their own man i don't care it is what you're doing what you do and i'll do me and but you know i just don't <laughs> like uh do you boo boo <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just don't like the hip, hip hypocrisy of the whole thing. You know, it's like for years you had to listen to people come on and say, ah, ball pythons and ball python breeders and blah, 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 blah. And, and then more now, money. This. Yeah. It seems like when those two words come into play, shit starts to get fucked up. You know, morph, <laughs> no morph, morph and money, M and M's, man, shit gets fucked up. <laughs> yep. Too many yeah, people once, to make a business. Once you start talking about morph for money, it's it's not hobby that gets turned around. Then it's industry, mm. market, yeah. business, yeah, it's, market. It's, it's yep. just, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it shouldn't. I don't ever look. I like morphs, and I don't look at it that way. But I, I even get, and people do it that I know and like, and even maybe you guys do it. Some I don't, I don't know. But I, you know, when someone starts going, well, in the industry, and in I still like to call it a hobby. You know, um, I, I understand some people. I guess it is when when they're selling snakes, and that's the only thing they're doing to keep their lights on. I guess it's okay for them to call it that. I guess that's what you would have to call it. But so many people. Basement breeders, people doing it for fun, and want to call it industry, industry, business, business. You know, that's where that, that's where it starts to get hairy, and everyone starts to get angry and stuff. You know, it's it gets tiring. Yeah, yeah, it really does. You know, I think I think the people that are doing this for a living, um, I think they need to realize that a lot of us do it as a hobby, and they need to keep it. Uh, either they have to be really creative in 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 how they come up with ways. I've been saying this for years. Like, you know, if you're gonna breed carpets or chondros or something that's a, you know, a display animal, you should probably have like really nice naturalistic setup. I mean, I think of Greg Maxwell, right? Mm -hmm. You can say what you will about whether you agree with how he kept chondros or not or whatever. I know there's. You know, a lot of carpet people think he was a, you know, not 100% right in how he kept them. But whenever I saw his website or his book or anything of the sort, and just like his cage setups and his the way he displayed his animals, made me want to have that in my living room instead of a fish tank. You know what I mean? Not not necessarily in the mm -hmm. mindset that oh, I want to breed these guys. You know. Um, and I, and I know that that's how this hobby has gotten, but I don't know. I, I, I would approach it. I would, if I was doing it for a living, that would be my approach because basically what you're doing is you're, you're, I, you, that would be, 
that would be like saying, okay, I have this recipe for potato salad or whatever. And, uh, you know, well, I'm just going to give it to you. So you don't have to shop here anymore. That's just silly. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any business sense. It's the dumbest business move I heard. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But... Well, no, I, I've never, I've never begrudged the people that, that do it or try to do it for a business. I mean, I just, you know, we all have to coexist as long as they're, taking care of the animals and have some level of passion for the animals. If they want to try to make, you know, serious money or try to earn a living doing it, you know, let them try. But, but I mean, I feel sorry. I'm talking because it's a tough, it's a tough road. Uh, people have definitely done it successfully and done it well, but man, I, it's, it'd just be tough. I think. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm always one that thinks there's room for everybody. Um, not too much of everybody, but like, you know, I, even, even flippers, everyone hates flippers. It seems like, and you know, they're not always the most honest or good people, but flippers do, they can make a good thing. They're, they're at every show and they get a hold of some snakes and you know, every, every table can be all ball pythons or all bearded dragons. Generally flippers have a little bit of everything. So somebody doesn't know they buy something different and it, it plugs them into stuff. You know, they yeah, start looking I, at them. I agree. Matt, I agree. I know a couple of flip, and they take good care of the animals, and they take good care of their customers, and that's you know to me that's that's important. I, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't it's, begrudge it's them almost, for doing that. It's almost like a gateway because I mean, a lot of the breeder, big breeders, or or big name breeders, or, or good breeders aren't coming to shows anymore, or, or at least not spread out. So if, if a decent flipper, even even a bad one, gets somebody an animal to where it opens their eyes and they start searching searching Facebook, the internet period, it, it opens the door. It's like a gateway to things like that. And at, of course, it's not really a gateway to ball pythons or bearded dragons or leopard geckos and that kind of stuff because that's everywhere. And you're going to go to the table where there's a ton of variety and it looks beautiful and clean. So, you know, even even business people. Uh, flippers. I think there is room for everybody, but like I said, not not too many of them. <laughs> right. They're, they're, the market will dictate how many there. You know. I mean, yeah, when, exactly. once there's too exactly. many, they'll they'll cease to exist. Yes. Yes. But you, you see on these groups, like I mean, people just want to flipper. Oh, like you know, and, and I get it. Some of them are bad, but some of them aren't bad people. Aren't they? Don't keep animals bad, like you said, Bill. They they keep nice things and like there's just going to be room for them you're not going to get rid of them just like you're not going to get rid of just the guys like like eric said that are just business people they're doing it that's their full-time job and tell you the truth they try i'm with you eric 100 percent. like they should realize that to to reserve this hobby they're going to have to do things differently but they don't give a shit because that's how they feed their family so i mean i guess at that point it's they got to do what they got to do and and that's the stinky part about being this is their nine to five is selling snakes. That's why I just wouldn't, I couldn't imagine doing it would suck all the fun out of it for me. Cause that's why I'm in it to begin with. If I was in it to make money, I, I think I'd have a whole different collection. <laughs> Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I crack up when people are like, man, you must make crazy money. I'm like, no, I, I, I <laughs> mostly have Borneo short tails. Do you think I'm most, you think I'm rolling in money from Borneo short tails? You, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, don't get me. I I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm against like guys that do it full time. I'm not. You know. No, uh, I, I didn't take lot, it that way. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I just think that that 
I think that I don't know. It just I think that I think you're right that there that there has to be room for everybody, and I think that uh, that 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 it's a great thing. I just think that there needs to be. Uh, you know, I think Bill, you brought this up on uh, GTP Keeper Radio. Um, you know, like Condro guys going to shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that if they're out there showing that, you know, because you're walking around a show, you know, you take Tinley, right? On the second day, most people are there and they're coming there to just see snakes or see reptiles. You know, they they're not they're not there to go and be the next big breed or whatever. They're just like, oh, something to do on a Sunday. Let's take our kids there. Because I got to be honest, when when I first was getting back into it, that's what I did at the one that was in Philly. You know, I yep. I didn't. Yep go down there and say, oh, I'm going to be the next uh, big breeder here. So uh, let me stock up. It was just, it was a chance to see animals that you can't even see at a zoo. You know what I mean? And it right. was like, yeah, wow, absolutely. I'm going to be, I'm going to be blown away. I, this guy's going to be there. This, they're going to have this. Um, and I think if, the, if, if more, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let me tell you something. Flippers and professional breeders are always going to be afraid of guys like you, me and Owen. And everybody that's on this call right now and everybody that was at Carpet Fest, we're not afraid of them. Mm. I'm not afraid of those. Those guys don't threaten me, threaten me what I no. do, how I keep my animals, what shows I go to, what shows I vend, what animals I sell. It's the opposite. They right. are threatened by us. And once you figure that out and once you believe that, then your perspective changes on the business aspect of of this hobby. They're afraid of us. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. I never thought. Yeah. (laughs) See, now you got me fired up, Bill. (laughs) We don't need, need, you know, we don't need the money from this. They do. And they're, they, they get desperate and wring their hands and do things that we wouldn't think about doing. And it's because we threatened them. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and like I said, as much positivity as I just gave flippers, of course, there's tons of negativity, and it could go the opposite way. Someone might get into an animal, and it's a yeah, the, the, the seller's terrible, and they might have no desire because they think that's how they all are. But I think most people that really want to get into an animal, they could tell they got a crap animal, and they're going to search and ask what, what happened with this one, and then, you know, people are going to enlighten them to say, well, you bought off a guy who buys off of other people and rides a, you know, that animal basically lives in a truck. They don't take care of it right. They probably mislabeled it. You got to, yeah. you know, go look at this group, see people. You could plug into people that way, and that's how people really get started. And, you know, that, that's the good thing. But obviously, like I said, I'm not promoting. I don't want anyone to think I'm promoting flippers. <laughs> I don't, I'm not <laughs> appreciative of them. Uh, but like I said, I think there is room for everybody. That's, that's what I think. I, it seems like in the reptile hobby nowadays, people just think it should all be people with just pure, Eric's word, passion and, and want to love all the hobbies, but it's just not always going to be that way. There's always going to be yeah. the resellers and just the guys that look at it strictly from, a, I mean, even the guys look at it strictly from a business point, they might've loved it at one time or so I've loved for it, but it's about paying the bills at this point. They're, they're frustrated and, and that, but you, you know, but Matt, you can be a flipper and do both. You can be a flipper still and still have passion for the animal. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can. Flippers that oh, you I know can. that I, that I, you know, would trust or would do business with 
are those people just because they're not breeding the animal, they still have passion for it, and you know. So uh, I don't. Yeah, me, but but there's I, a lot of flippers that are not that way, where they don't care about the animal. They just want the money. That you know, it could be mm. a gold necklace or it could be a carpet python. Oh, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't know or care the difference. No, there's definitely good people. I don't even want to call them all flippers because there's people that represent the things right. They only buy off of certain people and they want the information and it's not like, you know, whatever bad flipper, I'm not going to name names. You know, they just take anything. They mislabel it. They don't even care. You know, you try to give them information. They don't even want it, you know, because there's people that really do that. They buy off of only certain people. They represent the animal right. They're not at every single show. The animal's not living in the truck, you know, and they get people, you know, they want to know, they, they, they want to know the breeder and they want to do the right thing by it. And they even breed themselves. They have animals that they breed even, and they take this, you know, uh, you, you get what I'm saying. I'm rambling on. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, uh... There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that I'm right here. Uh, I'm saying there's there's so many different ways you can approach the reptile community as well as the industry, and uh, you know you can't fault anybody for the way they do things or the way that they represent themselves. I mean, you can only really kind of judge a person by uh, the way they run their business and the way that they represent the animals and how to care for their animals. So, if your guy whose sole purpose is to run around and buy stuff and then resell, that's fine, just as long as you're not buying the worst crap imaginable, not trying to fix it, and then just releasing it on to the public at a ridiculously cheap price. That's where I would find a problem with anybody who would be labeled as a flipper. Um, yeah. or, or just but, as bad not knowing not knowing anything about the animals that you're selling. Exactly. exactly. Well, well where, oh, not, not to cut you off, but I, I know you go through it because we're at the same show, Hamburg. How many times has someone looked at your table forever, asked you questions, came back with a a carpet and asking them what's wrong with it? What is this? What is, I mean, I I have it with Borneos and and people buy bloods and ask the same thing. I bought it from that guy in the corner and it was 80 bucks. I know yours were more. Why is it so skinny? Why does this one have bugs on it? You know what I mean? And, (laughs) And I feel for the guy. And I don't know. I don't know how many times in my head I'll say, "Next time something like that happens, I ain't helping." But I'll help every single. But you time. always do. And I always. Do. I do the same thing. I always. But, like to but see, first, here, first here's where you guys. Mouth, quiet, you. The first thing out of my mouth. <laughs> um, they come back and they go, "Why is yours more expensive?" They're like, well, I stand by my animals, and I have ten years' experience breeding and raising these particular types of animals. So if you, you go and buy it. Yeah, if you yeah. buy one of my animals, if something goes wrong, you can call me at two in the morning. I won't be happy, but I will help you through whatever's going wrong. I got vets and places in the area or in the tri state that I can point you in the right direction if you need to go that way. You call those guys and say this animal that I've grown attached to is dying, they're gonna say, Well, if it dies, come back and maybe we'll give you another one. Or that's not our problem. So you want to spend the 80 bucks over there or do you want to come over here? And you know what? Sometimes when they come back with the $80 animal and it went wrong, I will flat out tell them, well, you should have gone, you should have bought it here. And then I'll help them through it. And then a lot of times when you do that and you help somebody, 
you've now given the customer for the rest of their lives because now they're going to come to you. I've had that happen. Yeah, it's, you know, you know what, though? You know what you guys are missing is that when you have that new reptile person that's coming in and, yeah, maybe they only have 80 bucks in their pocket and they really want to get, you know, a carpet python or a short tail or whatever, is that positive experience that you gave them, hopefully they learned a valuable lesson and they're going to look up to you and, and you know, later on coming back to you and, and say, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I think of, I don't know if you've ever been in a position, but you, you go and you buy. I think I did this with, with carpet pythons. My, my first carpet python is ugly as hell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just the fact that it was a carpet python, I bought it at a pet shop, you know, yeah. and I started trying to, to look look them up and everything. And I'm like, well, why doesn't my jungle carpet look like 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 headhunter jungle carpet? How come? <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> this is why, you know, um, and then if if. I don't know. It's just those things that you remember those people, you know, that's why I you take somebody like Jason Balin, you know, like I look up to that guy a lot because when, uh, when, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about carpets. Here's this guy taking the time to show me, uh, you know, uh, this is whatever. And he gave me a carpet that I could afford. And I don't know, just the way he approached it made me want to buy from him. Maybe that's just the way I am. And I know not everybody's like that. You know, there are some people that they're just going to go and get the cheapest carpet that they can get. Um, well, I think, if, I think if we I'm probably, yeah, I think we've probably all experienced all spectrums of that. I mean, you right. said this before, to, you know, maybe to you, Eric, in the reptile business, you see the best of the best and the worst of the worst. I mean, you know, you see some really bad people in the community, but then you see some really stellar people and that's both buyers and sellers. Um, I mean, I've experienced everything that you've said. I've had people that have milked me, used me, come over to my room, had me sex animals for them, um, you know, whatever. And then, you know, with all these false promises and you never hear from them again, or they buy something else or whatever. But then I've had people that, and it doesn't matter what socioeconomic, you know, path you're talking about here. People that have very little money and people that have a lot of money, you know, they'll they'll come and either talk to me to show, come up, you know, come to my house, meet in my room, and then they're hooked. You know, they're hooked. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, those are the people that you really value. Those are the relationships you really, you know. Those are the people you go, well, you know, you know, this is a stand up person. I don't care how much money they have or how much they want to spend. I can always find something for them. Right. And, and well, you know, I'm willing to spend the time and all that with them. Yeah. And you want to talk about the best of the best. So I'm going to bring it full circle. And, you know, at the Carpet Fest, to me, that was the best of the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have. Yeah. You have uh, not only the carpet python people that are on point, uh, you have the chondro people that are on point, and then you have the short tail people that are on point, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, the, that's that's an added benefit to to going to, a, to an event like that, you know? 
Um, yeah. Only the only the cream of the cream is going to show up at a place like Carpet Fest. Yep. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's true. Because. <laughs> and me, because it was at my house. But um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't even yeah. have to make fun of Owen anymore. He he does I it had, himself. Was, I have Stockholm syndrome at this point. It's due to myself. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, and you were you were nervous, dude. You were nervous about having to go over. I can I tell would, because there were because there's far too many people who I first off respect and admire in the reptile mm. community. They were coming to my house. They're going to look at my animals in my cages. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. And you know, I mean, if it's Eric, you know, he's lucky if I even clean the paper. But it's like you know, if you're, he usually if makes me clean the paper. You're damn right, I do. But it's like, but now there's like everybody's coming here, and you know, you take pictures of your animals, and you, of course, people have seen your animals, but you know, you make sure there's not any poop in the picture. You make sure the lighting's good. Make sure it's a good representation of the animal. Now you're like, look, you've seen them without their makeup on. Like you know, it's. Uh, could could be bad if it's not done right. So yeah, I was quite nervous about people seeing everybody. And of course, the the Rep- blood took a huge crap like, <laughs> somewhere within the hour after we checked on it, and everybody arrived. So yeah, know, reptile reptile people will appreciate this. So the day oh, before, yeah. Owen goes and cleans all his cages. He did an awesome job, by the way. I was quite impressed because right. you know. I, I know how like sometimes we all have those off days and it's like uh, yeah I'm not gonna they'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just get that tomorrow. Uh, me and Owen have both seen that in uh, in our rooms to where it's like okay well you know I just changed the paper I swear to God you know but uh, <laughs> please don't judge me yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> right so so anyway Owen goes and he cleans everything we go down this is Friday night we're looking around everything's immaculate you know going through blah 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 and uh, sure enough just like in good old Python fashion you put in fresh paper they decide that they're just gonna yep. take a massive shit <laughs> yeah or they're gonna <laughs> urate all over the place yeah so Owen Quick, uh, the following morning's like, you, you, and you, you need to go and start cleaning snakes. <laughs> yeah, I pointed at one of you, and there were four of you downstairs cleaning snakes. I'm like, how many people can take me to Python cage? It's like, all of you were We like, got it well, done quick. Well, the thing is, I'm like, all right, everybody needs to just take a job, and you all volunteer to go clean pythons. It's like, okay, <laughs> thank you. I'll vacuum. So it's like, you know... Yeah, but Zach, yeah, I quit. Zach, can, Zach can crawl in the cages. It's it's an unfair advantage. <laughs> is. I know. Zach, All right, Bill. <laughs> Zach could live in the tank I built in the freaking living room. So you've been quiet. You've been quiet too long, Zach. Come on. Yeah. I've been listening in, man. You know, I just you know why you guys rant about flippers and you know all that. I'll let you rant. It's all right. All right. <laughs> You're not gonna hashtag. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> not <gonna jump> <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna touch that one. I don't know. You want to get me all riled up? You know, I'm just gonna leave that one there. You know, leave that one there. You know how many times I tried to get Matt to, to get that blood python out? Uh, he, several, he, he I just, believe. 
he just he just refused. He was up he was climbing up those stairs out of that room, and I just kept I was heckling him, I was begging him, praising him, Every, <laughs> everything I could do. No, nothing worked. <laughs> nothing worked. Oh man, you, you gotta go monster. see his. Yeah, you know, I wish we could have got you over to see his setup, Bill. Man, Oof, oh, you want to be impressed? Yeah, oh, Lord. I know. He's I know. high end. His are, his are way bigger <laughs> than mine. His are way more impressive than mine. They're prettier and better behaved. So you know, the fact that you saw mine and still were like, "Blood pythons are a good idea," just screams that you might be insane. So <laughs> one of these nah, days, they're good, man. They're good. No worries. The uh, the other thing is this year uh, <clears throat> we um, decided to take a trip the following day yeah. to uh, to to Reptiland. Um, uh, we figured if people were coming out of their way to come up, maybe we should try to figure out something that uh, that you know would would not that Carpet Fest is not worth it, but uh, maybe a little added bonus. Um, mm -hmm. so we went to, uh, Reptiland, which is a AZA accredited zoo, uh, that just pretty much has reptiles, uh, and dinosaurs, not a fan of the dinosaur part, but Hey, Oh my God. You know what the funniest bit about that though? We, I think we all woke up and I think like Eric was fine thinking like I was like, I don't even want to like, I, yeah, like, I want to go I back to bed. I just want to go back to bed. I'm not sure if, like, <laughs> That's would what it I... be worth it? Like, do we really yeah. want to go? How bad, like, is it, is it going to be that, like, cool? Like, you know, and we were having second doubts. And I was thinking, nah, this guy came all the way up from Texas to go to this thing. And we better not let him down. Yeah. We better get our asses up and uh, and go. And you know what? I, I'm glad we did because um, it was just it was just really cool, man. It was really cool. But I, I have to tell you, driving uh, – through the uh, oh. hills of Pennsylvania, when you have a hangover, <laughs> yo, <laughs> that's that rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these yeah, these I had uh, I had with me Zach and uh, uh, Mike, and yeah. <clears throat> we're driving. And these two, I'm I'm feeling good. It's all the pickle juice I drank. Swear to God. That anyway, I'm it. feeling good. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> Oh, Matt had to drop off. By the way, he uh, okay. his his uh, daughter woke up. Um, but uh, we're driving, and these guys are like, "Dude, I'm gonna get sick. I'm gonna throw up." Uh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> they were just like every little move, and then you know, of course, my ca my car is like was acting up on me a bit, uh, which mm -hmm. you know made for the ride even more fun. But uh, yeah, we had uh, – Zach's right. I think at one point we were both drinking coffee or something. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to make this drive because I thought it was an hour. Owen lied to me. He told me it was an hour. He did. It was two hours. <laughs> no, it was, it was almost two and a half. I mean Owen, – Owen lied, and um, Eric refuses to acknowledge this thing known as Google. So he was unable to pick it up himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we had, uh, Andy Krause who came up from, uh, from Texas and, uh, yeah. 
who, by the way, is, is a pretty cool guy. He works with sea turtles, and he was talking yeah, to me about that. I, we didn't know that until, like, we, we found that out eating cheeseburgers on the way back from Repland. He goes, yeah, we're with sea turtles. I'm like, the hell? I'm like, yeah. I would have opened with that. That's awesome. <laughs> I would have opened with that. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. like even on a date, I would be like, uh, and uh, I work with sea turtles, and uh, you know, what I mean? like yeah. that's what that would be the that would be the one liner. You know, that would be the first thing you have that printed on a t-shirt, and you just yeah. you walk around. It just says, "I work with actual sea turtles." That's <laughs> yeah. it. Done. Yeah. So. We also had uh, Scott and uh, Kyler, uh, Kyler, <laughs> Kyle Taylor, oh. <laughs> yeah. Kyler. I'm just putting them together. His, his name is just one big word. Which who yeah, picked up his were, first carpet at Carpet Fest, which was yeah. uh, which was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> and convinced Scott well, to grab a brettle. So it was a. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it was one of those things where uh, they were in the truck with me, and uh, everybody was pretty quiet. We had bursts of conversation, but for the most part, Scott was just like, "Don't want to move," and I'm like, "Okay, understood." So, uh, but you know, we, we, we got there not right when the, not in our car, man, uh, not in our car. There was just, no, we didn't shut the hell up the whole time. Oh, (laughs) no, we didn't. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. You got there. You guys went in two vehicles. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, we 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 talked about everything from uh, let's see, from girls to uh, uh, to snakes, and back to girls, I think again, and then to snakes, and then uh, you know, I think uh, uh, traveling around the world came into the conversation at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I don't know, you know, classic classic uh, road trip type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Reptiland was cool. Uh, we went behind the oh, scenes and and, and uh, you know saw some stuff there that they had. Um, they had uh, just beautiful displays uh, down in the uh, in their uh, you know in their in the in the actual spot where they have all their you know their animals. I mean, the, the one was uh, rhino rat snakes. I think that when mm-hmm. we worked walked out of the upstairs, the first cage yep. we see there was rhino rats. You know, mm. uh, which was beautiful. Buddy would have liked that. that. I oh, was yeah. thinking they had a they had a whole room up behind the scenes. They had a whole room of uh, baby king cobras. Yeah, that was cool, yeah. man. Apparently, wow. Reptiland does a very good job at raising baby king cobras. So they had a bunch of them, and all like the how many? Sizes. How many? Um, of them? Like good twelve. Wow, yeah. I, I, there were a bunch. I mean, and all different sizes. Uh, from none of them were really tiny because they they didn't have their bands. But you know, there was like this one that was just in this tiny little upturned ten uh, gallon tank. That was standing like on its edge, on its on yeah, its end, yeah. with a glass or almost like you would consider for a conjure cage, and it had like an honest to god like potted plant in the middle of it, and this baby king cobra is just sticking out of the leaves, just kind of staring at us, and you know you move in closer, and you're like, yep, that yep, that is a that's what that is. So it's yep. <laughs> yep, miniaturized, but that's what that is. So it was uh, awesome. really cool. Um, yeah, she she was explaining how it takes them like a whole year to get them onto rodents, and that's pretty much what they're really good at, and that's why they kind of send them to them. And she was like, 
uh, sometimes you have to start them with like you know live snakes and then dead snakes and then mice scented snakes and then you move them over to snake scented mice and then you move over to frozen th- uh, live mice and frozen. Th- she was explaining all the different steps and it takes up to a year, you know, for each one yeah. to get them to uh, to, to be ready to go to back to the zoo. So it's crazy. Didn't she say something about like stitching like a baby corn snake to a mouse at one point? Yes, mm-hmm. how they stitch, yep, they do, yep, yeah. exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, so. it was pretty cool because uh, they, um, you know, uh, obviously, again, they don't approach it as a, I guess it is a business, but just a different way that they do things. Um, even uh, it was, it was interesting that uh, there was a reticulated python there, which they did mm-hmm. have some downstairs, but they had one upstairs and they said that uh, they had picked that up simply because of the uh, legislation yeah. that had gone through. And uh, if they ever needed one, they, they wanted to be able to have, uh, you know, one for display or extra right. one for display. You know, yeah, right. a lot of people uh, don't. A lot of people don't realize that you know that that legislation affects zoos too, and it affects AZA accredited zoos. You know, it's just it doesn't affect some mom and pop guy on the side of the corner. You know, and it affects everybody. And, and you know, a lot of zoos they don't. So you know, many of them don't agree with a lot of legislation. So. Um, it you know from what the keeper was telling us, she didn't seem like she very much agreed with a lot of the stuff, and and uh, you know so it, it was it was really cool. Even like the fact that they were talking about that they they breed milk snakes, like you know, and they trade them with zoos milk snakes. And I was like, why would you want it? Like it just I was almost <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense. Why would you waste your time breeding milk snakes? And I was like that's just kind of silly to me. You know, you can go get those for like ten bucks at any reptile show you, but. They spend, you know, zoo money and zoo time and to, to breed them. And the reason why is because, well, they have to trade them to other zoos, you know, zoos so can't regularly buy from the public mm-hmm. or vice versa. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have to provide their own stock. And so, you know, things that you wouldn't think, they're, like, they were breeding crested geckos and, like, like what, why would you breed, like, you're almost like, why would you breed that? A bunch of different, for, yeah, you're a zoo. Shouldn't you be, like, breeding, like, the rarest, yeah, like tortoras and like you know what I mean, yeah. like some, <laughs> you know, scrubs, yeah, some rolls or something like exactly. Like all the space was being put towards like stuff that is so common, you know. But they have more bowers do to do it, and it's like yeah, there are rare animals in collections, in private collections that I know of, that are sitting in the zoo. But you're exactly correct; they have to do what. It, it, you know, is needed. I mean, obviously, they they said they breed milk snakes like no tomorrow, and they use some of those milk snakes to feed the baby king cobras, and then they send those other milk snakes off to different zoos to be part of educational programs and displays at other zoos. And not everybody's going to want Halmahera scrubs or something like that. So, right, right. Okay. So and yeah, I again, I, I guess I don't understand the legislation. So it. You know, the legislation doesn't affect the zoos. I mean, they don't have a vested interest in uh, large python species regulation, or, I mean, I guess I guess they really don't, huh? No, no, or, no, it's harder. No, yes, exactly. It does affect them, you know. It really does, you know. They can't send an animal. It, it just causes them to have to do way more paperwork. Well, let's say they want to send that retic to a zoo across, you know, the border that 
needed to pair that retic with one of theirs. Well, now it's a whole. Now they're going to have to get some kind of permission to do that, even if they could do that, because they're being caught. They're going to be, you know, they're going are, to be felons they if they did that. Are they in, are they involved? In, I mean, I just don't hear the zoos becoming involved mm. politically in the in any of that. I, I mm. don't believe well, most of them are. I think That's that probably question. has to do with the fact of uh, there's this separation between the private mm. sector and the zoo sector, which just from the two situations that we heard of seems that probably it almost seems like it's ridiculous because meaning that if a zoo would rely on a breeder, you know, uh, uh, which I don't know, you, you hear sometimes that uh, people will say that breeders are better at it. You know, um, I've heard before that, you know, zoos couldn't breed such and such. And like, uh, you know, uh, Joe Schmo that sure, had some sure in his basement yeah. were able to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think, but yeah, but I think that makes a lot of sense. Cause I mean, even when we were back there, how many different species did they have in that one room back there? I mean, Every on. cage was a different species. It was very rarely you saw, like, a group of the same animals. I mean, just everything. They had copperhead sitting next to blue-tongued skinks sitting next to, um, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, alligators yeah. sitting next yeah. to milk snakes. It was crazy. So it's not easy for them to gear themselves towards breeding one specific animal. So, you know, it. that's why I think they probably have a harder time maybe specifically breeding some things because – they have to attend to so many things, you know, so many different it's things. Almost, so. Some of them are, it's almost pet store like mentality. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it not, definitely not felt very them, pet store. <laughs> it definitely did. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, on the same side of it, I think that, uh, zoos also would probably have a success with an animal like say a scrub python because i feel that breeders bail on them too quick right so here you have this uh scrub python that's set up at a zoo and it's set up there for years you know it's just there it's years it becomes acclimated to what it does after you know six seven eight years whatever and uh that's when i think those breeders start to uh maybe have success <clears throat> with uh, uh, well, with, uh, there's, with things. there's no doubt that the that the zoo. I mean, condors are their classic example. They, you know, flourished in this country in the early '70s. You know, on the backs of of zoos and zoo workers. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when exactly that kind of divide between, you know, um, the zoo and the private keeper kind of kind of happened. I mean, I even know when I talk to you know, zookeepers, you know, or when I meet them at zoos, you know, I, I often don't tell them that I'm a reptile keeper, you know, because there, you know, you do get those, well, you know, we don't think you should be keeping those at home. You, you get a lot of that too, you know, where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to tell you I'm a, I'm a keeper as well, even though you're going to have your information wrong, but I'm not going to tell you that because, because, you know, clearly yeah. I'm a nobody because I keep at home and not in a zoo, you know, so there's some of that kind of mentality too that, you know, I think Clyde's place is probably a lot different in that, in that Clyde did come from the reptile breeding kind of community, and he, mm -hmm. he has a deep, deep roots in, in the community as a whole, and keepers and private keepers, so it may be a different mentality there, but I, I remember going to, you know, even the Philadelphia Zoo and, and talking to keepers there, and then them kind of giving me the, like, we don't think you should be keeping what you're keeping at home type of scenario, and 
you know, the kind of elitist kind of feel that you get from some keepers, you know. Um, yeah. And I didn't feel that at, at Clive. Clive was like, I really liked it over there. No. I really did. Yeah, really I think vibe. it's pretty cool with, with us. Like, we all have... Go ahead. The, the, I'm sorry. The, the key group took us around. She said she recognized all the U.S. Arc shirts and stuff that we were wearing. So she said mm-hmm. that that was kind of cool. And, I mean, I, I I do know that a lot of private reptile keepers who go to work at zoos sometimes have friction with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, already entrenched um you know, keepers who've been doing it for a while. I'm not sure why that is. Um, I know that there's a lot of strict standards and regulations that you must adhere to at a zoo that you might not have to at a, you know, in your private sector. Um, so, and those themselves may be outdated and need to be rewritten. So I would not be surprised if it was something like that. Uh, a lot of times, so I, I feel that I mean I know of several people uh who are in work in zoos like Philadelphia Zoo and have their own private reptiles. I see I see keepers that I know from the Philadelphia Zoo at Hamburg and stuff like that. So right. I know I know there's a bridge, but I also know that there's gonna be the uh let's just call them the snobby types who are hmm. keepers to the zoo you, now and you keep your stuff in the basement. Don't you think that that's probably old school thinking? And I think probably what you're going to start to see is that that'll probably be weeded out. Um, of course. You know, as generations come up, they realize that, uh, you know, this isn't working. This is old ways of thinking. And uh, maybe we should approach it a different way. Um, all, all you need is the new school of thinking. A person who goes by the new school of thinking to be in a place of power, once that happens, the tides start to shift. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, some guy who's, you know, kept reptiles in various cages using all the computer systems that are available to us in his bedroom or his basement his entire life to become lead reptile keeper at the Philadelphia Zoo before things start shifting around. That's exactly right. how yeah. that happens. So, you know, and it takes a while for people. To, it takes a long time for upper echelon at a zoo to shift over because once right. you're in, you're in, you dig yourself in like a tick. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, look at was, somebody, yeah. look at somebody like Will Bird. He works at a zoo and look at his collection. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, he, there uh, is, he works at a zoo too. Uh, so, um, yeah, so you're right. Steve Sharp works at a zoo and I know, you know, Terry works at a zoo. I mean, come on. So yeah, there's plenty of keepers that we know that keep Morelia or keep at home. So, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, far and wide, but, but I, you know, there is that separation, and, and you know, maybe that is changing. You know, I, I hope so. I know it's definitely different in Europe. Um, their laws yeah. are there in terms of like, I mean, they, you know, like there's plenty. Like you'll see guys at ham like buying stuff for the zoo, you know, um, and so that's very common over there. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe that's changing. Who knows? Let me ask you this. Does a zoo have, um, uh, this may be where the separation comes. Does a zoo have an idea of releasing those animals back into the wild at any point? It depends on the species survival plan. Right. Uh, so maybe, maybe part of the reason is, is that, uh, you know, unless you can trace back lineage to X amount, well, to the beginning, I guess, maybe they, they can't take the chance. Well, that 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 is for some animals. I mean, 
obviously in certain aspects there are enough milk snakes in the world they don't need to be releasing any into the wild but with other animals like uh philly has the monkey tails Mm -hmm. um i do not think that they have a re-release program for them but uh, those would be ones that i would think that eventually they would probably start trying to find a way to do that because of the way that they're of what's going on with them but Normally, breeding programs that do re-releases aren't normally done at large-scale zoos. They're done at, like, facilities in the country that the animal belongs in. Right. And they're raised up, and then they're, like, almost immediately kicked out as soon as possible. Uh, You mean, like, SeaWorld? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Are you suggesting that we go free Shamu? When Andy said he worked um, with sea turtles, he really takes tickets at SeaWorld. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hear about that one. Ow. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a cool play. I I think I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought that uh, that that I, doing that was was well worth the trip. Is it oh, bad yeah. when I walk into a place like Reptiland? I walk into a place like Reptiland, and I just go, "Is this place for sale?" Because I'll buy it, and then I'll <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Clyde's got to be uh, he's got to be retiring at some point, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> the problem is, well, is that you know I. I I, I, I used to work the zoo I used to work for. We had interactions with Clyde. I met him several times. I met him and his son. So I know that there's like a, another step below. So, uh, his son's a, his son's a really cool guy. So I can't wish death upon him. So, um, but but there's like moments where you're like, I could show. All right, that's this is it. Eric and I are going to go buy a random field someplace and we're gonna set up a reptile zoo. It'll work out fine. He just has to pay for everything because I can't afford it. So it's like, you know, and then you see because, and and he, Clyde did a very intelligent thing. He took what was a tourist attraction or like a roadside stop um, little thing. He got the AZA accreditation for a zoo entirely made up of reptiles back when AZA accreditation was like something that was like voluntary or something like that. And right. because they're all reptiles, there aren't that many SOPs or species survival plans or anything like that that usually go with them. Because um, when you have to, you normally have to give like giant books of enrichment per animal. But there aren't uh-huh. that many enrichment ideas for reptiles, nor does the AZA really require that many. So it was probably really easy to get the AZA accreditation. And once you have it, they can't take it away. <laughs> you just have to keep applying for it and they keep approving you for it as long as nothing changes. So... From being an AZA accredited zoo, opened his whole facility up to a ton of new animals, dealings mm-hmm. with other zoos and things like that. That's why he has Komodo dragons. I mean, and uh, that, that thing was the, awesome. The money he got to build that that enclosure, and they built that all that all, that whole thing in house out of their the, 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 those enclosures for the Komodos, and then off to the side of the Aldabras. Gorgeous, I love it, especially the outdoor pens for the Aldabras because it's like just straight glass and 
gorgeous, beautiful. I got I got to post up the video. Um, I took a uh, just a quick video to show you the the scale of the oh, closure that they built for the Komodo dragon. Bill, when I tell you oh, that yeah. this thing was probably the coolest enclosure I have ever seen. It's probably was as big as the first floor of my house. <laughs> yeah. It, oh my god. It had a waterfall yeah. in it. And a it had a waterfall and, in it. And a full buffalo skeleton and a Komodo dragon. Oh geez. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah that something was something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was it was it was very like impressive. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Put a chondro in there, a family of chondros, or what? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, in the buffalo, in the buffalo skeleton, in, uh, hanging <laughs> on the buffalo skeleton. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, really funny. They they put a they put the heat lamp or the you know, infrared, like yeah, the infrared heat lamp, and they shot it right down to where the buffalo, right next to the buffalo, so that guess what? When the commuter wanted to bask, it had to be right next to the buffalo, so you always got a nice shot. Like they. That's what he does. Art. That's what he does. He he is uh, like a uh, enclosure builder first. You know, he thinks about the enclosures. That's why he has some world class displays, and that's why his displays goes on tour is because they're mm -hmm. that good. He thinks about all that stuff ahead of time. So that Komodo dragon spends ninety percent of his time chilling in the perfect position, right next to the waterfall right next to the buffalo skeleton, so you get it all in one beautiful shot. It is perfect. Which is right it's when you walk perfect. in. It's like you walk in, and that's, he's right there and right in the middle. He's like in the middle. First yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, it's perfect design. He, yeah, perfect design. Spot. It was yeah, awesome. when I see – when I walked in there, uh, I got the same feeling I did when I was uh, younger and I went there. But when I was younger, that's what – let you know, you've heard me talk about on the show before how I'd like to have this – place where i have just these beautiful enclosures with each species of python represented and just you know no. just that kind of that's where i get that idea from i just i just imagine a place you know pythons of the world or something like that and like people would come to see it and there you go is all these different types of pythons but the level of detail i i you're absolutely right. It's, it's art, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. just that one, he has this huge, uh, it looks like the tank that Owen had in his living room, but just taller. And yeah. it was just yeah. bioactive substrate with just plants all over the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huge trunk right in the yeah. middle. Oh man, it was crazy. And like beautiful species of gecko in there running around. And it, it, yeah. it's like, it looked like you were looking at a tree stump and these animals are just living on it. Um, oh yeah. It, it's phenomenal work that they do. There, yeah. And, designing and not only that, the, the animals were beautiful. I mean, they, you know, that's one thing. It's like, not only were their enclosures awesome, but you know, you didn't see sick animal there. You know, there's plenty of times where I've been to some yeah. zoos where you look in and you're like, Wow, that retake got an RI, you know. <laughs> you're like, you know, you could like, like, oh, I think that thing got mice, you know. Like you could, but you know, yeah, you see the the corn snake at some zoo. He's like, don't eat all the, and it's, yeah, you can be, you can definitely tell some issues, you know, with some animals that other people don't totally blow by them. But um, everything was really healthy, you know. The retakes on display mm. were gorgeous, um, and uh, it mm. was just like 
you know, it was just great. Every, everything about that place, the, the Gator uh, demonstration, that was fantastic. Yeah. That was really cool. You know, you know, you know meeting them and all that. The, the anacondas that we saw off display, I mean, wow. Those, those Bill, were so let me, let, me, let me give you a... This is just let me give you a visual of how this went down. So we're walking through. It's kind of like a room, right? So they have two separate rooms. They have an amphibian room and they have a reptile room and the reptile room is heated and the amphibian room is uh, is a little cooler. Uh, Oddly enough, the chondros that they had there um, were in the amphibian room. room. Yeah, Yeah. doesn't surprise me me one bit. Yep. Yep. And they were in a tub uh, with two perches and there was two of them in there. No heat. So in the reptile room, they have like uh, this is like a long hallway, and basically they have uh, vision cages, and uh, they have uh, them above these like big. Think of like uh, these big, huge bins that maybe watermelon or something would come in. You know, um, okay. You might see in the supermarket, right. and in those they have. Uh, like they have it set up with um, uh, a drainage system and whatnot. So they put water in there. So all the turtles and the crocodilians and everything are down on the bottom and they have open tops and basket lights and whatnot. And all the other things are, you know, up above. And it's like they have uh, basically like a center aisle going down the middle and uh, you're walking down and and then they have these two doors and (laughs) in these doors, they almost look like refrigerators, right? Yes. Like yes. like walk-in like walk fridges. Yeah, walk-in. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, like a walk-in so closet. I'm, yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking like, oh, what do they got in there? It must be like where they keep the food or, you know, maybe frozen rodents are in there or something like that. And she's like, oh, this is where we have our two anacondas. And I was like, what? <laughs> so you look in and there's this big, huge walk-in cooler type of thing with this like uh, a slope and then just basically a big thing of water um which at the time they were waiting for uh the heater uh so at Mm -hmm. that moment they didn't have uh the water in there but uh two two huge huge anacondas uh in there and then they had two what was it was there alligators and the other one uh dwarf uh dwarf crocodiles and then they had the other one had their rhino iguana in it yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, yeah. He was a Cuban. He was a Cuban iguana. Oh, Cuban! You're right. Yeah, the yeah. Cuban. He, oh, he rock. was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, they had, and it was just like looking in there. The dwarf crocs, like you're you're peering in the glass, and these dwarf crocs know where the door is, and they're looking right at you, and it's just like, oh my god! I mean, <laughs> the set of balls you must have to walk in there is got to be ridiculous. Number one, number oh. two, holy crap! So, oh, you didn't go wow. in, Owen. Oh no, you, well, <laughs> I would have been awesome, but Eric would have surely been eaten. Surely been eaten. <laughs> I mean, he wanted, anacondas, he he wanted to send the hobbits in. Yeah, I send oh, the I hobbits in first. They'll feed <laughs> the animals, and then I'll be able to go in when they're full. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. You do it correctly. Come on now. Yeah. But, wait, uh, wait, wait! You 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 didn't tell him about the greatest part of the whole thing. What's that? The, the, the robotic the, uh, tor- tortoises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tortoises. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He was getting it in there. That's so funny. 
it it monsoon while we were there it was raining like crazy. Yep. So apparently were they the yellowfoots? Yellowfoots, yeah, a pair of yellowfoots. The yellowfoot tortoises were like game on. So we come walking out, we're walking around and one yellowfoot male is he's full on mounting a female. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course like Zach and everybody they go run over there, they're making they're taking videos of them. They're pointing and laughing at it. It's making these noises. And I'm like, well, all right, we've now reverted to, you know, sixth graders, Tort- whatever. Tortoise, tortoise porn. Tortoise yeah. porn. Yeah. Oh. You know what the funny thing was is that you couldn't hear him making a noise until you kind of, like, crouched down. And it was kind of like once you were, like, down on, the like, a certain level, then you hear, like, this. It's just, like, this crazy noise. <laughs> we're like, look at this guy go. Look at him go. Um, oh, man. Sorry. Uh, poor like, he was away. Oh, it was so funny. He was at Owen, it, man. Owen, so Owen, was that tortoise a proven breeder? He probably was <laughs> at this point. But, yeah. Everybody else at the zoo is like, like hurrying past the tortoise enclosure and trying not to expose their children. And you know, we're at, we're all huddled around screaming and pointing. So you yeah, know, it's, yeah. Did they sell uh, alcohol at that park? We skipped the butterfly exhibit. So because um, I think we we all decided we've seen enough butterflies in our lives. Um, yeah. And the then, emus uh, were cool, man. The emus were cool. The, the, the cool. dinosaur, the dinosaur exhibit was whack, but like, I, I, it just wasn't for me. You know, I guess kids would enjoy it, but like, it was just. Eh. I, sometimes you forget that zoos kind of pander towards kids, and like, you get disappointed sometimes. But uh, they have to, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they have to. I mean, that's their patronage, right? But you know, you I'm going in there, and then they have the emus in there. You know, it's like living dinosaurs, and you know, you get to feed them and all that. And it was pretty cool. I mean. Those things are pretty damn big, and I never got so close to the emus like that before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, they were really cool, but then... spend the 50 cents to feed them? Yeah, Wait, hold on. I got cents. a story for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they go and they say... they go. He goes and he gets some, some of the food in his hand, and he walks up, and they're all afraid to feed him because this thing is like... They're afraid it's going to peck them. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Man, I'm I'm pulling a bill on him. I'm like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with these guys? So him him, him and Mike are like, oh, I don't know. And then he, he walks up and Zach's finally like, oh, all right, I'll do it. And then this thing comes over and I swear to God, it almost put its beak through Zach's hand. I was like, oh, oh maybe, I'll, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I overspoke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe these things are horrible creatures. Oh, yeah, man. But that was funny. Big bird. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, then I started thinking, I was like, you know, they should get some of these dinosaurs out here and put some castle areas in here, you know what I mean? Get a flight cage Mm -hmm. and some hornbills. You know, like, actually put some real dinosaurs in here. That'd be pretty cool, but, uh, you know. But it was neat. That was pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. The the dinosaur robo gardens was really just which they had, they had added more they had added more dinosaurs from the last time I was there so I guess it is kind of popular and I guess it is kind of pandering to the children because well they, think about it though posing with something or other did that climb it, on? I don't know <laughs> I did they wouldn't let you climb on a T Rex I asked so wait was, there. There was this one dinosaur as you're walking around. It has like a, a, a hose hooked up in its mouth, 
and it just like squirts people. Yeah, it just would (laughs) squirt you. So like, uh, you know, you're afraid to walk by and we're all standing there like, uh, should we go yet? Should we go yet? Should we go yet? And then, you know, Owen's like, just walk type of thing. Oh, fuck it. uh, Water people. (laughs) And uh, I'm saying, oh, man, he set me up. I'm going to get sprayed. I'm going to get sprayed. I know it. I know it. You know, but uh, yeah, it was. I mean, you got to think about it this way, though. I don't know about you guys, but my first the thing that got me into reptiles was my love of dinosaurs. You know, I mean, the whole whole idea for me was I wanted to have a dinosaur that was alive. And the closest thing that I could come to that was a green anole. So (laughs) there there (laughs) were things closer, you know that, right? Yeah, I do know that. But when you're five years old, (laughs) you know, you want, you want the green anole. So, but yeah, I can That's see why they would. Four years old got me a crocodile monitor. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of dinosaurs, really I thought like... the I thought the 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 drive back we we're going to be attacked by T Rex. Man, what is going on with Pennsylvania? Holy <laughs> moly! The weather was yeah. absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah, God, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to die over here. I was in a weird so, state up there. Yeah, I, we yeah. didn't tell you this. Yeah, we didn't tell Owen this story. So we're driving back, right? We're all starving now. We are starving to death. And uh, I getting yelled we're at driving. in the back car. <laughs> no, no, no. We're driving and we're like, you sent us a message, but we didn't see the message. And uh, we wrote, you know, Zach types in something like, uh, stop at the next place that you see. Yeah. And somehow we knew that Perkins was coming up. Uh, oh, yeah, it was on the exit or something. So, like, you uh-huh. get off and we're like, oh, he must be going to Perkins. So, uh, me, Zach, and, and Mike are all like, oh, yeah, I could really go for Perkins. That's going to that's gonna hit the spot. That's going to hit the spot. And then and you I drive, like, like right past it. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> we're all screaming, like, where are you going? <laughs> we're like, oh, maybe he missed it. He's going to turn around. And he's like, and you're still driving. I'm like, he is not turning around. <laughs> What is he doing? He didn't. There was that moment. There was the moment where I'm like, I drove past. I'm like, I wonder if Perkins will be good for them. I don't know. I don't know what they want. And then I'm like, oh shit, missed it. Oh well, I'll get the next one. Of course, then there wasn't anything for miles. There was like nothing but woods. And it's like, god damn it. I'm like, Eric and Zach and Mike are probably in the next car going, that moron should just pull into the damn person. <laughs> yep, they were indeed. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, we were. I, I know. I can, I, can feel, I, can, I can feel the hatred from the other car. So. so then he pulls up into this uh he pulls up into this restaurant that it looks like uh when we go in there it's a it's your 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 famous horror flick to where the people stop to have lunch and the next thing you know they'll be chopped they're up dead. in the basement yeah. or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're like no they're please don't head. be open please don't be open and he's like oh they're closed thank they're god closed, sorry. <laughs> was that morgantown cuz i i think i ate that <laughs> not not yet, but where I finally ended up being able to pull in that was open was your run-of-the-mill pub that had, like, an airplane sticking out the side of it that made it look like an airplane had crashed into it and had a race, <laughs> and had a race car on the roof. And I'm like, clearly, yeah. places like these have nothing going for them but their cheeseburgers. So let's go in and eat those. And yeah. they were pretty damn were they good. good. So Pretty yeah. good? Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> 
but then their ATM machine didn't work. And uh, no, no, I mean their debit and credit card stuff yeah, didn't work. The, uh, so the, that was a whole other fiasco. Eric, uh, you buy, buy for everybody. Just put it on Eric's tab. I, I, yeah. yeah, it was all my tab. <laughs> Money bag. Oh. Eric <laughs> traded them an albino zebra, and that covered our book. <laughs> yeah. But, nice. but no, it was one of those like it, they're like our our credit card machines are down. And I want to be like I'm going to talk to you about Square. Square allows me to start through my phone right now, right here. Right. <laughs> it's right now. So it's just, it was one of those things where it was kind of got to deal with it. And then we finally got home and, you know, I started walking around yelling at people, why are you still in my house? So get, get out. <laughs> so I've had my fill of you people leave. So. Yes, yes. Come Sunday, 5 o'clock, everybody get out. Everybody get that. Yeah. Everybody get out. You know. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's kinda like this. It's, it's kind of like this show. You know. Yes. Yeah. You know. Come eleven o'clock it's, 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 because everyone's tired of it. <laughs> get out. Yeah. Exactly. But All right, uh, guys, I am out. Okay. Awesome. Man. All right, Bill. Great, great carpet fest. Man, just uh, couldn't have had a better time. You, you three guys were highly involved in that, and uh, I thank each and every one of you. Thanks for coming, thank you, Bill. Sir. Definitely. All right, we'll see. Hey, we'll see you guys um, in Arlington, right? August. No. Yeah. Jesus August. Christ. MARBC. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> I'll Owen. be there. Don't start cussing me. You got a free. You got a free place to stay. So I don't want to hear any bitching. Well, it's good That's thing right. Eric's going to buy my plane ticket, so we're good. Well, then you're good to go. Sweet. I'm going to sell his rough scale. That's all. I'll buy it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Take all right, guys. Some more negotiating. All right, Bill. All right. See you all. <laughs> Bye, Bill. See you. Uh, so, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, so that was basically the rundown of, uh, of Carpet Fest. Um, Oh, I thought I lost you for a sec. No, I'm right here. Um, The bar is set pretty high, and now it's up to you to beat it next year. Yeah, well, like I was saying, yeah, hopefully uh, I have a house. I came back, and I was talking to my wife about it, and she she was basically saying, uh, you know, I guess uh, if we have a house, then next year you'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess if we have if we have a house, you know. <laughs> yeah, there is that so, big if right there. So, and Owen's like, uh, please God, please God, let the mortgage go through, so <laughs> please. <laughs> well, I told you, each if, if if it's the case, we'll just split it every year. You'll do it one year, that I'll works. do it the next. You do it one year, I'll do it the next. You guys need a co-signer? I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be cool. People coming in, I could show them my collection and, uh, you know, whatnot. Yeah, but but... Your, your collection is so massive. It'd be like, okay, the snake tour is about to begin. And then three hours later, you'd be like, okay, the next snake tour is about to begin. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, but you're, you're with much my guy, bigger than mine. True, but with my guys, you can peer into the cages. With your guys, they're all in tubs. So you're gonna have to be opening the tubs for people. <laughs> yeah, true story. 
Well, mm. by then I'll have cages and whatnot. Don't worry. No okay. worries. All right, all right. See, I, I have the added pressure of having to do all that, which is you always build fun. your snake room, which yeah. let's admit you're looking forward to that part. Oh, hell yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> That's going to be crazy. That's going to be the best part of the whole deal. I'm not going to care about the rest of the house. I'll be like, oh, well, I got to start down here, honey. My that wife's works. part of the house. This is where I yeah. am. If you want to uh, fix upstairs, there's the hammer. There's some nails. Get busy with it. You know, whatever you want to do. In the, meantime, in the meantime, my small army of reptile friends and I are downstairs fixing up my snake room. Yeah, that's right. I know how yeah. it goes. Yeah, so... So yeah, now that uh, now that we're uh, through with the uh, carpet fest, uh, we can get Mariah Python Radio back on track. And uh, yeah. I don't know; it just always feels like uh, you know one thing takes precedence over the other, and uh, you know it's I don't know. It just we, we we have our busy time. I mean, like it's like we we have our we have our big events. You know, we had. We had Tinley, and then Tinley passed, and of course you roll right into uh, the the auctions for the T-shirts, um, and of course you rolled right into Carpet Fest, and now of course we're going to roll out of Carpet Fest and get back into a little bit of a normal point. Um, we will probably I wanted to talk to you about maybe announcing something like another T-shirt run of boosters uh, when we got closer to the anniversary and things like that, but. You know, we'll, we'll get there. Of course, the next things we're going to have to deal with is we have the other Carpus Fests that we have to promote that are taking place in different parts of the country um, and just kind of seeing how it rolls. Yeah, absolutely. But for right now, we get to relax. So. That's right. <laughs> and just enjoy, uh, you know, bringing you guys and gals uh, some uh, some good podcasts and some good guests and and uh, focus on, uh, you know, what we do as far as promoting pythons. And mm-hmm. um, I have uh, – I've delved into uh, into some other worlds. I'd like to get uh, some other guests on as far as, um, you know, other species of pythons that we don't necessarily talk about all the time. Like, you know, as always, right. we're always going to have our focus be on uh, – you know, Morelia and carpet pythons and whatnot. But, uh, you know uh, – I was uh, reaching out for somebody to do a uh, a white lip python show. I think that would be real mm-hmm. cool. Um, yes. You know, it's it's hard to find uh, keepers and breeders, and sometimes a lot of them are over in Europe, and and they can't really help us because they don't speak English or you know their English isn't that good. Um, so uh, I don't know, but we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got, uh, we have some, some cool shows lined up, uh, next week, uh, it's going to be, uh, Matt's going to be returning, but he's going to be hitting on Borneo short tails. It seems that uh, a lot of our fans out there like the, uh, the bloods and the short tails. And, um, since a lot of people will probably be, uh, be checking them out because some of the big players now have some Borneos, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we figured that uh, we'll have Matt back on. Uh, he's hatched out a lot of cool stuff this past season. Uh, so his stuff is just amazing. Um, really just crazy, crazy stuff. The problem with Borneos uh, is that their genetics are just so, I don't know. You can't Weird. nail it down. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to uh, 
to be hitting on that. Um, I'm supposed to go over Matt's Friday and um, help him sex some Borneo. So I was hoping that maybe we could grab some some video and uh, maybe he could walk us through that because short tails and bloods are notorious uh, for um, being hard to sex. Well, not necessarily hard, but you have to look uh, for certain things. Um, they're a little mm -hmm. bit, I should say they're different than uh, say your carpet or your standard Python. Uh, so We'll be hitting on that. Uh, I got uh, a couple more uh, blood Python people lined up. At the uh, after that, we have uh, Jamie from uh, Razor Sharp Reptiles. Jamie is yeah. probably well known for his uh, geckos, um, but uh, he's been delving into uh, you know carpets um, as of late, and he has some pythons and boas and whatnot uh, that we're mm -hmm. going to be hitting on. And I always like that um, outside perspective, you know, uh, Jamie yeah, does a lot of the, mm -hmm. yeah, he does a lot of the uh, shows that I shouldn't say I do, but Owen does. Um, so, you know, they know each other very well and he's a, he's a mm -hmm. really, really cool guy. Uh, he is. Yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, talking to him. Uh, let's see. After that, and I, this I is, to Nick, I talked to Nick today, and he wants to know what's going on with the show with him and Paul. Yes, that is the June twenty third, I believe. Yeah. Um, basically, we're going to have Nick Mutton and Paul Harris on, and uh, that should be an awesome show. Uh, if you, <laughs> that should give you your carpet python fix for quite a while. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Of two guys that would be more knowledgeable about carpet pythons than uh, those two gentlemen. It's, we, we, we went so far into the Borneo's Bloods and then we went to Leopard Geckos. And now we're going to bring you like a carpet python show with the two top, with two of the top breeders in the, in the entire world. So, yeah. you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Forgive us for going way out right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah. <laughs> and after that, we're going to be talking to Andy Grossman. Uh, and in that episode, we're going to be talking about Antaresia. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, he, uh, he he has a pretty good collection of Antaresia. And he's going to uh, – uh, he's a really good guy. Again, positive people, positive vibes. Um, you know, he's, he's well-liked by a lot of people. I totally um, ruined my Antaresia. <laughs> I got some yeah. size of ball pythons. It was so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. That is, that is not proper. So, so uh, yeah, we got some cool stuff lined up. I'm working on a Woma show. I, I would ask right. you guys if there's any, uh, you know, like uh, I'm thinking like things like Angolans or uh, you know, ring pythons, uh, white lip pythons, maclets, maclets, mm, maclets, 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 maybe maclets. uh, liasis as, as general. Uh, yeah, maclets. Maclets. Shut up. <laughs> no, 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 we're gonna talk about this. Maclets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you know somebody that you would uh, like to hear or if and uh, I, I should say we already talked to Tom Keoghan and guys like that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so busy in what they do that uh, it's hard for them to find the time. Uh, so if outside of that, if you know somebody, uh, please send me some info. Yeah. yeah, send us some info, and uh, we'll try to get in touch with them and get that worked up. Um, trying to spread the wings out a little bit and uh, get those those other species that that maybe aren't uh, necessarily always uh, talked about. I'd even like to, I know this is going to sound crazy. No one's probably going to yell at me for this, but I'd even like to get somebody to t come on and talk about Burmese pythons. Um, <laughs> they're doing some crazy stuff over in the UK with Burmese pythons, man. Right. I'm telling you what. See, Burmese I'll allow, but you're tap dancing very close to a very dangerous line here. With? Uh, I'm waiting for the one day. The one day where you lose your mind and be like, we're going to have a Royal Python show, and then I have to smoke. No. I mean, then I have to drive down to your place and I have to beat you senseless. Anyway, <laughs> continue. No, we, always, we always do the Royal Pythons, and as far as, see, the, the keepers of Royal Pythons that I like are the guys mm -hmm. that deal with other species. So you get your yeah. little Royal Python fix, and not to mention, there's already shows about Royal Pythons. So if, you, if you're into that, there's there's plenty of them that you yeah and and yeah. they're much better at it than we would ever be we, yeah so. dear lord <laughs> yeah. let's stick to what we're good at so yeah, yeah i would love for there to be a some different types i'll allow burmese pythons it's okay uh, thank okay. you for checking for me yeah I'm, I'm glad we got your approval <laughs> now that's your approval so again if you know anybody or if you have uh somebody that you think uh, would come on and has a whole lot of knowledge and share knowledge and whatnot uh, just put them in contact with us or send me an email at info at moreliapythonradio.com and we're going to just wrap this up and yep. uh, get the heck out. So you can check us out at uh, moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at moreliapython. Give our Facebook page a like at moreliapythonradio. Uh, email questions or comments to info at moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, you can download the show on iTunes, and it is for free. Uh, I will throw out uh, there is another podcast to get your geek on. Um, Justin Julander, um, our good, good, good friend and uh, co-author of the Complete Carpet Python, does maybe uh, maybe twice a month or so. He has a podcast called herpetological discussions and basically what he does is he goes and he uh he runs through a paper uh and he gives you uh his thoughts on that paper it's an awesome podcast especially if you mm -hmm. want a more scientific type of thing uh I, I love it i think it's great so he's doing a good job and it's now available on itunes so uh while you're over there checking out Murray python radio look up uh herpetological discussions and uh, subscribe to that as well. Um, please support US ARC. We, sh we don't say this enough. Uh, nope. If you're in this hobby um, and you love this hobby, you definitely should be a member and you should be supporting US ARC as much as you can. Uh, they're doing great things for us and they're really uh, helping uh, – Helping us with this legislation and whatnot, and wherever you f wherever you fall as far as whether you people think people should have reed ticks or not have reed ticks or the big snakes or anything like that, remember that this game is not just about stopping with uh, with reed ticks. Uh, they want to mm -hmm. take it all, 
So uh, we just have to protect our rights. Um, you know, uh, so it's real important that they get our support and, uh, you know, uh, however you can do it, do it. Uh, thank you to everybody who donated an animal or who bought an animal in the uh, Carpet Fest auction. We were mm -hmm. able to raise over thousand dollars thank you to all the people that bought t-shirts uh you know it just uh, I'm, uh, it's a drop in the bucket compared to some of the other auctions uh but every little bit helps and you guys yeah. made that possible so we appreciate it they appreciate it uh, i don't know what else to say on that as far as the next carpet fest uh the southwest carpet fest is friday june 19th Starts at 8 p.m. and it runs till 1 a.m. It's at Prehistoric Pets. You can go over on Facebook and check out the uh, uh, the page Southwest Carpet Fest. It's hosted by uh, Terrell and April from Designer Exotics. Uh, if you're over in that area, be sure to uh, – you should definitely go and check it out. It will be a good time, uh, I'm sure. And hopefully yeah. that those they can get that rolling and have uh, – be doing the same thing for five years to come. Um, plus, probably, what's that? No, yeah, it would be awesome if we could get these things rolling in different directions. Get a bunch yeah. of them going. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, be sure to check that out. That's coming up. That's right around the corner, uh, June 19th. That's, what, a couple weeks away. So mm -hmm. um, if you're in that area, man, you should, you should go. After hearing the show, all the cool things and experiences, you know, uh, people you get to meet. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, some pretty cool people out there on the West Coast uh, that you could hook up with. And last but not least for me personally is E.B. Morelia, uh, ebmorelia.com. If you have a question, comment for me, Eric at E.B. Morelia. You can follow me on Twitter. You can find my Facebook page. You can follow me on Instagram as well, all E.B. Morelia. Um, look or uh, I will not be vending at Hamburg uh, this upcoming, what is it, next week? <clears throat> but June 13th, yeah. Yeah, I will be attending. So if there's not like I have a whole lot available at the moment, but if there was something that you were interested in, you wanted me to drop off or something like that, uh, let me know and uh, I can make that happen. Otherwise... Just be following those, my website and uh, my Facebook page for when things become available. And that's all I got. Cool. All right. For me, uh, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com or you can go to rogue-reptiles at facebook.com. We are down to very minimum babies. I think we only have like 12 left. Um, also, just like Eric, I will be attending Hamburg. Will not be vending because remember I do not have a table. Um, we'll be getting it back though, so we will be vending the August Hamburg show. So we hope to see everybody there. If you have anything you do want, we definitely can deliver to Hamburg. Um, other than that, we have one clutch that has hatched and one that is coming up quickly, hatching on the 16th. So uh, if you want to get put on the list for caramel tiger jags, or if you're looking for some red tigers, let us know. We can definitely hook you up. With that, uh, I'm done. I got nothing else. So we will say thank you once again uh, to everybody who made Carpet Fest a success 
and came out. We hope to see even more of you next year uh, and that we can kind of keep this going, keep this strong. Uh, And that's all we have for us today. And we will see everybody next week, same time, for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related.